Log Talk Radio. Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. Alright, yo, 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 good morning here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio here on a Sunday morning. It's that being said, week number 12 of the NFL season as we get set and ready to rock and roll. Three games already under the slates are done. Two and one for me. Cuervo went three and zero. I think Tarvin went two and one as well. We'll find out uh, when they call in here. But the Sunday morning tradition is still going on. It's that being said, every Sunday during the football season, we kick it off at nine o'clock. We take you up to kickoff. I mean, forget ESPN, forget Fox, forget the NFL channel. I mean, they're just going to give you all the political BS that you want. And what they want you to hear, what they want you to know, what they think about something, what they got to protect their paychecks, you know, so they won't say anything necessarily too bad. But we don't do that here. Okay, we give it out the way we see it, week in and week out. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. And I have been known to be a hater on everything. Can't you find anything good to say, Sonny? Well, yeah, sometimes I can, but, you know, most of the time it's just crap. I mean, coming out of the NFL, stupid stories that make players look stupid like they are. And so, you know, I, I, I take the good news with a grain of salt. I do have some good things to talk about here today, and I think one of them, in reality, when you take a look at what happened on Thursday's game on Thanksgiving, uh, the Lions are a fourth-quarter team that you just don't want to come up against. This Lions football team, I'm going to tell you right now, is one of the better ones in the fourth quarter. And to keep them close, I mean, look at the score that happened, 16-13. And believe me, this is a game when you look at the structure of the game and you see how it goes and what's going on, you see what happens. Detroit has to score in the fourth quarter in order to get the victory. And uh, that is just what they do. Matt Prater, uh, 48-yard field goal and a 40-yard field goal with four seconds left to go. They were down after Minnesota scored with 12 minutes and 41 seconds left to go in the game. And right there, Minnesota looked like they had it all set at 13 to 10. But they didn't. But the huge thing when you look at this game, and I think the, the, the big number is there's, there's one of them. Passing first downs, 13 for the Detroit Lions. That means that, obviously, Matt Stafford was doing what he was supposed to, doing what he had to do to find the open man and get it done. But yet again, in the fourth quarter, they go out, they, they do just what they do. Now, on third down, they were horrible. They were 6-14 for 14 on third down. They were god-awful. 
That's why this game almost was unwatchable because no one could get the first down. Everybody else looked horrible in, in, in the prep, but they ended up with two yards more than the Minnesota Vikings at 308 to 306. The passing was 23 of 40, nothing to write home to mama about. However, on the other side, Sam Bradford was 31 to 37. What happened here? It happened fourth quarter. That's what happened. And when you have a team that plays so well in the fourth quarter, you don't you don't necessarily have to play great in the first three quarters. I mean, you do. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, if you got that chance in the fourth quarter and you're that good, you just go out and do it. So, let's do this. Let's bring him in. You didn't know. In case you didn't know. Your ass better call somebody. That's right. You better call on Quervo coming to you from Cali. What's going on, big man? How you feeling here on this Sunday morning? I'm doing good, Sonny. How are you this morning? Doing good. Uh, how's your phone? Uh, should be. I don't know. I'm, I'm using my Bluetooth, so. Yeah, you're you're choppy, 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 big man. Choppy, choppy, choppy. Okay. Hang up. Give me a call right back, okay, my friend? Sounds good. So he's going to call me right back and get back up online. He is Cuervo. He is the co-host of this fine program here on a Sunday morning. We want to make sure we hear him. But back to the game, I mean, 16-13. Nothing to write home to mama about there on Thanksgiving, on the first game. And my turkey took longer to cook than expected. <laughs> so I was like, damn. But anyway. So that was that was an interesting game. But the game of the day had to come at the second game. And I'm talking about, of course, the Dallas Cowboy game and the Washington Redskins game. Man, Washington just gave this game away. I mean, they really did. And the problem with that is is that when, when you're the Dallas Cowboys, you win in a halftime at a 17-6 score. No one scores in the third quarter. You get beat by a touchdown in the fourth quarter. That's what happened to Washington. If they could have maintained the score in the third quarter where they had many opportunities, they could have ended up at least coming close to, you know, they could have won that game. But the Dallas Cowboys did what they had to do. Dak Prescott, nothing sensational, 17 to 24, 195 yards, and a touchdown. Ezekiel Elliott, 20 carries. 97 yards, two touchdowns. Des Bryant, five catches, 70. Again, nothing too hard, nothing too crazy in that game, Cuervo. Uh, as far as the Dallas Cowboys were concerned, they just consistently ran the ball, did what they had to do in order to get the victory. But the, uh, definitely in that Dallas game, the key to that game in reality was the Dallas defense. It was, Tony. Do I sound any better now? Much better. I can hear you in a lot better. You're not choppy. Okay. Um, yeah. So I mean, yeah. The, it, I, you know, watching that. Um, you were talking about Dallas, right? Dallas and yeah, uh, Dallas mm-hmm. and uh, Washington. So I mean, you know, I mean, teams sometimes what they do, Sonny, is when they are later getting later on in the season, they tend to forget what got them to the record that they're at. You know, with Dallas being 9-1 going into the game, um, you know, 
obviously it's been on the, the coattails of the running game with 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 Zeke and whatnot. And you know, um, what I was afraid of is that Dallas was going to get away from that. They're like, oh, yeah. I mean, we've proven that they we, we can win running the ball. Well, let's let's try to air it out. Let's try to be you know the the Patriots and throw it sixty times or whatever. Well, Dallas didn't do that. And they stuck with what they know best. They stuck with what's got them to the record that they have. And, you know, Zach Prescott, believe it or not, only threw the ball 24 times in that game. Yes. And, but the key is he was effective. I mean, 195 yards and a touchdown. But the big thing is no interceptions, no turnovers. Yet again. That, that's the, yeah, yet again. I mean, for a rookie to, to really – be able to take care of the football the way he does, Sonny. Um, you know, I mean, you talk about a prepared, a, a rookie that really comes prepared every week. I mean, you have to be, you have to be impressed by it. When I look at this, and I was looking at the 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 numbers and everything in this game, and I I was watching the stats. I was looking at the. Total yards for the Washington Redskins was 505 yards compared to the Dallas Cowboys at 353. And the Dallas Cowboys dominated that game. But it, it goes back to a lot of the the fact that you cannot make mistakes. You cannot you you can't uh, put yourself in a position where um, you. I mean, they dominated the game in time as well. Thirty three minutes in this game. Thirty three minutes twenty four seconds compared to the Dallas Cowboys twenty six minutes and thirty six seconds. And you know, I I look at a lot of things. No interceptions. Three touchdowns for Kirk Cousins. Forty one of fifty three. But that was the problem. He threw the ball fifty three times in this game because why? He had to. And then I mean, I don't know. I don't. Know know if I would have went for the onside kick as early as Jay Gruden did. So, I mean, obviously we can be the Monday morning quarterback on this Cuervo, but I just think it was just yeah. a little bit too early for that. Yeah, I thought so too. And, um, you know, when, when I saw that happen, I was like, well, you got, I mean, you got some time. And here's the thing though, Sonny, I mean, in the fourth quarter, they weren't stopping uh, Washington. Yeah. Well, they put up 20 points in the fourth quarter. Yep. Washington did. So, I mean, they obviously were, you know, the offense was starting to click. You know, it might have been too late in the game, but, you know, the offense is clicking in the fourth quarter, so why not trust the, um, you know, the, the the fact that maybe just ask the defense to get you one stop. That's, right. that's all you needed, one stop. One stop, and, exactly. And, and, and Dallas, or uh, Washington's defense, I mean, like you said, gave up 353 yards. They were playing well. It's just like you yes. said to throw the ball 53 times and only run the ball 19 times, there's no balance there. And I always exactly. talk about this. I mean, when you don't have the balance, then chances are you're not going to win the football game. Even if, you, even if you don't turn the football over, which was the situation in this game, there were zero turnovers in this game altogether. The problem, though, is that Washington did not have the balance that they needed. And using this kid, Kelly, who's been, you know, playing very well in the backfield for them. They just they didn't allow him to uh, be a part of, of this football game in, in the sense of um, running football. I mean, again, 53 passes compared to 19 runs. Dallas ran the ball 30 times and threw it 24 times. So, I mean, exactly. that's the balance right there. So, exactly. You've got to have the balance. 
And, and Washington's a force to be reckoned with still in this division. I, I'm going to tell you, I, th- this division kind of reminds me of the AFC North a couple of years ago where you got three teams in there that can very well make the playoffs because the fact that the NFC, I, I mean, in the West, I only see one team coming out there. In the North, I only see one team coming out there. Uh, in the South, I definitely only see one team coming out of there. So we can have two other teams besides the NFC champions making it into the playoffs. So, but that depends, obviously. I know there's a lot of Carolina fans looking for them to go ahead and run the table and do what they do. Um, I don't see it personally. Uh, that having been said, of course, that's the name of this show. Uh, anything can happen, but man, oh man, that NFC uh, East could have three teams sitting right at the playoffs because when you look at the Washington Redskins, they didn't win the game. They didn't do a lot of things right, but they were still in it at the end of the game, which is where you want to at least be, at least get an opportunity to score or get a chance to win the game. They were unable to do it against the Dallas Cowboys in uh, Dallas. Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at the division standings and stuff, uh, Sonny, I mean, hell, even I would even go as far as saying that they, Philadelphia Eagles are still within the shot making the Mm -hmm. playoff. I mean, you you think about it from, from top to bottom. Yes, it's a pretty big gap, but here's the thing. These teams have to understand they're not going to win the division. Alton's going to win this division. So let's get that out of your mind. Don't even, you're not going to chase the Cowboys for this division. The next best thing though, is grabbing that wild card spot, grabbing that five, six seed. And just you just got to get in. That's it. I mean, look at the Giants. You know, two years they won the Super Bowl. They were 60. So you just have to get in. And when it comes to the other teams, other than Dallas, it's a two-game difference. And you still yeah. have five games to play. So the math. Exactly. The, the, the leading team right now for the first wild card is the New York Giants with seven victories on the season right now. Now, granted, uh, that that's always nice, uh, but at, like you said, um, Minnesota—they're right there. They could—they're only a game out of it. I, I just don't see it happening. Uh, at the same time, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers—they're a couple games back, just like you said. And the Arizona Cardinals—they're a couple of games, actually three games behind, uh, as well as the Rams. So I don't see them getting in either. But like you said, there's still six. There's still six. The six games left to go in the season for a lot of teams. Well, and here's the thing, though, Sonny. If in case people don't realize it, if the season was to end today, you would have three teams from the NFC East in the playoffs. Yep. The Giant, the Giants would have the five seed, and the, and the Redskins would have the six seed. Yep. Because and that's what, and that remind, like I said, that reminds me of the AFC North a couple of years ago, where you you had the Steelers winning the division with the. Uh, um, with the Bengals and the uh, Baltimore Ravens all in the playoffs at one year as well. That's what, um, that's what this is all kind of coming around to and looking at what mm-hmm. could end up happening. Uh, so interesting divisions in football going on right now. Let's do that. Let's take a look at, let's run through the standings right now. Let's go to that. Uh, stick with the AFC or the NFC Cowboys, 10 and one Giants, seven and three second place. Third place is, Eleven, uh, six and four and one for the Redskins. Five and five for the Philadelphia Eagles. They're still battling for that playoff spot, um, with only being really in reality one game behind the Washington Redskins, unless they, uh, unless uh, Philadelphia wins and they can improve to six and five. That having been said, they're. 
fighting the battle. But in the NFC North, seven and four Detroit Lions on top. Are they for real? Are they going to win the division? You know, that fourth quarter deal, it's all about that. Uh, it could be. However, Minnesota at 6-5. and 4-6 and six for the Green Bay Packers, 2-8 and eight for the Chicago Bears over in the NFC South. The Falcons, you know, had the stranglehold on this division. Now they're kind of letting loose. Like, you know, first of all, Tarvin said, and I always expect to happen with the Atlanta Falcons having that, you know, second half low. They're six and four. They're leading the division with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at five and five, four and six for the New Orleans Saints and the Carolina Panthers. Now, the interesting thing about that whole division in reality is, is that, uh, you know, Everybody still thinks that Carolina has a shot. So we'll see what ends up happening in that division. Over in the NFC West, the Seattle Seahawks 7-2. and two, Arizona Cardinals 7-2-1, uh, mark that. And the Arizona Cardinals 4-5-1. and one. The Rams 4-6. and six, And the San Francisco 49ers 1-9. Over in the AFC East, the New England Patriots 8-2, uh, leading that division. Miami Dolphins have been winning games and winning games and completely winning games. Watch out for them. Six and four uh, in or that second in that division. Five and five Buffalo Bills. Three and seven New York Jets. The Steelers on top in the AFC North at six and five. The Ravens are five and five. Three and six are the Bengals. And oh, and eleven are the Cleveland Browns over in the AFC South. Six four for the Texans, five and six for the Indianapolis Colts as they dropped the one on Thanksgiving as well. Tennessee Titans five and six. Jacksonville Jaguars two and eight. Over in the AFC West, Oakland Raiders eight and two. The Denver Broncos are seven and three along with the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Diego Superchargers at four and six. Now looking at this season, take Dallas out of the equation when I ask you this question. When you look at the season, what has been the most surprising thing that you have seen in the NFL this season, Cuervo. If you, I mean, examining everything that's going on in the NFL, take again, take away from Dallas. What's the second most thing that is the big story you think in the NFL? Uh, so I would have to say it's how well the Raiders are playing. I mean, I, I think you and I both knew that they were going to be better and that they were going to improve, but to but to be leading the division right now. And to uh, to sit here and say that they are actually the number one seed as we speak in the AFC, kind of uh, crazy, isn't it? I, unless you're yeah, unless you're a Raiders homer, like absolute Raiders homer, uh, then um, then you're lying to yourself when you say, "Oh, I knew that was going to happen. I knew that they were going to be this good." I'd say through ten games, Sonny, if I had to put money on it, I would have said they would probably be about a six and four team, which is pretty good for the Raiders. You know what I mean? so Real good for the Raiders. The, the normal, the, yeah, the, nor, the normal three and seven that that the Raider fans are used to seeing at this time of the year, but to, for them to be eight and two and be the number one seed in in, this, in the AFC right now, I mean, I, I I I don't know how that can't how that's not the second biggest story in the NFL so far. Yeah, I agree with you, and I think the third story, which was my. Uh, second, because I don't really think a lot about the Oakland Raiders. Uh, so the fact that they're eight and two didn't even realize that they're the number one seed in the AFC. But the, you know, there you are. But I think the AFC North, how bad it is. I mean, really, when you look at it, I mean, this this has been not the season for this team. Your, your team that is on top is six and five, just one game over five hundred. Okay, so 
I had the Cincinnati Bengals being better than they were. I know you did as well. Uh, I'm looking yeah. at this division and wondering where these where these teams are because even the Baltimore Ravens now they haven't been decimated with the injuries like they were last year. They're sitting at a at a mediocre five and five. I'm not sure where they were last year at this time. It couldn't have been much worse. Maybe a four and six at the time. Uh, but I'm really shocked about the AFC North really not bringing out that potential Super Bowl candidate team as folks thought that the Bengals or the Steelers quite might quite be this season uh, going into uh, quite possibly the playoffs. You only, might only end up getting one team out of the North there, uh, Cuervo. Yeah, that's what you're probably going to get this year. It's, it's going to be the Steelers. Um, but I think we both kind of knew that could ha- that could potentially happen. I think I picked Cincinnati to win this division. But I um, did too. You know, yeah, for for the Steelers though to be the leader, it doesn't surprise me too much. I just I think we put too much stock in into the whole fact that they had guys suspended and whatnot, but I tell you since then, I mean, they've uh, I, you know, aside from the Dallas game, they've they've won, you know, a, the majority of their games. So, I mean, they they, I mean, they did have the four-game losing streak, and that was that was pretty uh, that was pretty rough to go through. But I mean, if you look at the rest of their schedule, though, I mean, they've got they've got the Giants next Sunday, and then they, they play Buffalo, Cincinnati, Baltimore, and Cleveland. I honestly, Sonny, I don't I don't see them losing another game unless an well, injury happens. I don't see them losing another game. That whole division, though, Cuervo, that's the problem. I mean, looking at that division, I mean, you have the teams. I, I mean, you look at the Steelers. They've lost some bad games this season, Cuervo, in reality. Yeah. Lost some bad games. And, and same thing with the Ravens. They've lost some games that they really had no business losing. So that's why the swing could turn around. I mean, we're talking about a two-game swing either way. Maybe we could be talking about the Baltimore Ravens and the Steelers that game later on this season to be a really, really big game in reality when you look at it as far as where they are in the standings at the time that they play. So, I mean, you know, I don't know. Will Baltimore come back and and do what they got to do? I don't know. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not not sold on the Steelers. I'm not sold on them because the the inconsistency in play Cuervo has been – it, you know, it's been magnified. Now, granted, they haven't had a couple of games with Ben Roethlisberger. Get it, understand it. But those are games you got to win. You can't, you can't screw around in this division because before you know it, you could be out of the playoffs, especially this year. Like I said, maybe only one team coming out of this division, and that's going to be a big time thing when you look at it. That Raven, that Raven Steeler game later on uh, uh, on Christmas Day. I'm going to tell you right now, Cuervo, that's going to be a big, huge game by the time we get to that one. I mean, in reality, because you look at that whole situation, you've seen where these football teams are. Baltimore has the victory already. Imagine if Baltimore gets a two-game lead up on this this uh, team going into week number uh, – well, week 17 on – January 1st, uh, where the Baltimore Ravens are going to end up with the Cincinnati Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they're going to end up with Cleveland. I mean, so that those two final games in reality 
I mean, I think you look at them, you see Baltimore winning, and you see Pittsburgh winning. So week 17 is going to be big for the NFC, uh, the AFC North. It is, Sonny, and, you know, I mean, it's it, it really, but like you said, I mean, you were getting getting around it, but that Steeler, that Steeler-Ravens game is a lot more important than people realize because yep. if Baltimore wins that game and Pittsburgh has identical records, to Baltimore, the Steelers are out. They're out yep. of the playoffs. Because you got to remember, it's all about head-to-head matchups. And if the Steelers get swept by the Ravens, then you know, I don't, I don't. And care that game's in Pittsburgh too. And that game's in Pittsburgh, big time. I mean, Heinz Field, probably snow yeah. everywhere. And mm-hmm. it'll be, you know, this will be for who the men are in this division. Well, I mean, that's the time of the year that we're in now, Sonny. It's, it's November 27th. Like I said last week, we're separating men from the boys. We're separating yep. men from the boys. So, you know, given a, just a quick look at, at the divisions and where we're at going into week number 12, I titled it correctly this week. <laughs> How about that? So I titled the show correctly. Uh, you can catch all the uh, shows over at www.couchpotato.wix.com forward slash sports show or forward slash Rowland Eagle Sports because guess what? On Tuesday, we kick up off our basketball uh, coverage on Tuesday, as your Rowlett Eagles are in action. So we're going to bring that. They're going against Pope Paul II's uh, high school. Uh, so that game is at Rowlett. Then the Rowlett Eagles varsity basketball team goes into the Curtis Caldwell Classic, and we'll be bringing you at least the first game. Depending on the situation, we'll find out what's going on with that as well. So keep in mind, for at least for our locals that are in there, your Rowlett Eagles are in action. Don't forget about basketball. I, I know Texas is football. I get it. I understand it. But don't forget about the basketball team. You can hear that coverage on the Couch Potato Sports Show. That having been said, we're going to take a quick break here, take our first break. When we come back, we're going to take a look at some of the NFL news that's going on right now. There's been lots of headlines that are going out. Lots of guys will take a look at some of the injuries. We'll take a look at maybe some of the the lines in these games uh, as we move forward here on Sunday. we got three games out of the way. So we're going to start kicking off the coverage of all the games. We'll do that in the second and third hour. We'll cover all the games here, maybe a little bit earlier, depending on how these next segments go. So let's take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll be back. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-star HVAC contractors 
serving Rel Labs 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5 Star HVAC Contractors. Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslo Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at CosloInsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848. Or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. If you're on mute, if you're on mute yourself, but I'm going to tell you right now, I got I, 
I, I actually – and the thing is, and surprisingly to Cuervo, I was actually still awake in the fourth quarter of this football game. Why, I have no clue, but it was almost – I was glued that to watch on how bad that that secondary for the Indianapolis Colts are. Not only that, unfortunately for Tolson, he just hasn't been in the NFL lineup. This guy was getting murdered all game long, which is what we expected in the game. That's why we didn't spend a lot of time talking about it, and that's the reason why we didn't spend a lot of talk of reviewing it, but the Pittsburgh Steelers looked like they were playing the sense in the uh, Cleveland Browns again. Um, it, it was pathetic there, Cuervo. It was a horrible game to watch. Oh, it wasn't that bad, Tony. I mean, come on. Antonio Brown only had five catches and three touchdowns. So, I mean, uh, that's it. That <laughs> yeah, not that's bad at all. Yeah. That's all. Nah. Yeah, that's nah. Nah. <laughs> I mean, he only scored like 30 fantasy points. It's not Just, too bad. Not too bad. God, it was pathetic. Twenty-eight to seven, I think. Was that the score? Something. It was mm-hmm. either twenty-six mm-hmm. or twenty-eight to something. I don't even. I remember the score. I remember, and I, I was kicking myself. I had to be at work at. I had to wake up at four o'clock in the morning, I, and I was kicking myself. I was like, "What the hell was I doing up watching this football game? I, it, it was just dumb." Um, but Tolson, <laughs> Tolson, three, uh, twenty-two or thirty-six, two hundred five yards and a touchdown. Uh, whoop de doo Ben Roethlisberger, nothing huge. Three touchdown passes, two twenty-one in the air. But it was more about uh, uh, Bell. How about this? 23 rushes, 120 yards, and a touchdown. Okay, so the guy is averaging five yards a carry. I mean, geez. I mean, the Indianapolis Colts are going to lose their way out of possibly winning a horrible division. In the AFC South Cuervo, this this football team right there is shooting themselves in the foot. And and, and watch, the Houston Texans are going to win this division without J.J. Watts. And then uh, the story will be, oh, w- could you imagine what would have happened if they had J.J. Watts? Well, I mean, I, I don't think there'd be too much of a difference, Sonny. I mean, it's, what it comes down to is how well Brock Osweiler is. It always comes down to that. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, whether J.J. Watson or not, that's kind of, to me, it's a little, it's kind of irrelevant. But, uh, I mean, it'd be nice to have him, don't get me wrong. But, um, you know, as far as this game, though, Sonny, I I don't put too much stock into, uh, well, the Colts are done. I mean, let's not forget, Scott Tolson played quarterback for them. Exactly. Okay? And, 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 and here's the thing, we always talk about, you know, protect your quarterback and, and, and don't allow him to come back too early. And stuff. Well, that's what the Indianapolis Colts are doing. They're like, you know what, Andrew Luck's just not quite right. We're going to have him sit this game out. It's one game, Sunday. That was a concussion, sure. wasn't it, there, Cuervo? And he got yeah. popped in the week before, yeah. I think. Yeah, so he uh, he wasn't passing the, the protocol. He wasn't passing the test that, the, that they were uh, – he was getting, and, I mean – Hey, good, good on the the, the the medical staff for being honest. Absolutely, like, he's 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 not ready to go. I mean, how many times? I tell you, Sonny, that 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 movie, that movie, um, concussion. I think it's called Great yeah, Movie. It, it really it really disgusted me with how the league can be sometimes. And if you haven't well, seen it, then I'm not going to go into details. But I mean, it, it it just I I was mind blown by what I saw. Cuervo, the, the, the thing that they did over on PBS called League of Denial, it's three hours long, 
it's the best three hours if you really want to get to the heart and soul of what this concussion story is all about. The PBS uh, League of Denial sets up that movie so well. So if you watched that and then watched Concussion, you've seen the, you've seen the story, you, you heard the, from the doctor's mouth, you heard it from everybody's mouth on what was going on regarding this story. Okay, and then to actually see how Hollywood made it, um, it really doesn't make the NFL look good at all in the whole damn thing. That's why they have to do what they're doing, the concussion protocol, making sure everything is so good. And and frankly, I'm going to be honest with you, to me, it's lip service, it's showmanship now, uh, because if that was really, truly an honest thing that they were actually worried about it, hell, they would have been doing this in the early 90s, because I knew about concussions when I played high school football in the 1980s, you know, so come on, can we get serious here let's just stop that nonsense it's just stupid so i i'm t- you know I, I, I at one point i look at this whole thing and you know I, I think after my age after after i you know graduated high school in 1985 hell i knew about concussion i knew about getting dinged up i knew about being you know you know so and i knew it was screwing with my brain as well i mean so the fact that these other Colleges and the NFL doesn't know anything about what it's going to do to the brain. It, that right to me, it tells me that they're tra- they're giving this, you know, they're trying to scam everybody into thinking what was going on. That having been said, the reason why it wasn't a big deal is because they signed up for it. They knew the risk. Everybody knew it, and that's what the NFL did as far as the contracts and everything else were concerned. And so this is still going to come back and bite them in the butt. But that having been said, it is what it is. But uh Interesting, interesting movie. If you get the opportunity, you know, take a look at it. Concussion, it's good. And again, the PBS uh, League of Denials is really, really good. So check that out. So, some news coming out of, of the Bills camp. Sammy Watkins off of the IR and ready to play this week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. A good team to come back for. In reality, Cuervo, uh, to get a game up under you know, <laughs> underneath your belt because it is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And uh, I mean, the secondary is not the the greatest, but uh, they're not as bad as the Colts, though, either. So, um, oh, that's true. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's like shredded. That's like Swiss cheese over there in, in Indianapolis. Holes all over the place, but um. What's it called? So he is going to play today then? Because I heard that he was getting, you know, activated and whatnot. But. Yeah, he's activated he off of the play. IR. I guess it's going to be a game-time decision. Um, it, you know, there's lingering pain in, in his left foot, but from what I hear, he's supposed to go ahead and suit up and go and give it a run. So um, the worst thing that happens, you know, they don't use him a lot, uh, trying to get him out there. So, um in the first two games, he had six receptions, 63 yards before going on that injured reserve for the six weeks or something, that that temporary IL to where they could come back, and that's where they ended up happening. Uh, so they, so mark that. He was actually doubtful. I just seen it with that knee sprain, but they wanted to get him activated and get him ready for the roster in case he could have been ready. So that's the reason why, but they did activate him off of the IR. So um, interesting move, uh, but – 
you know, the Buffalo Bills can use anything and everything they, they can get because now it's not about the division. It's about trying to gain a wild card, and they got a lot of work to do in reality in order to get that. But I, I want to know if people are still falling for the Rex Ryan bet. I mean, uh, to me, his story is old, Cuervo. I mean, his uh, his attack to how to play football, how to coach and everything, It to me, it's a great big yawn. It's the same thing over and over. Oh, he's a players coach. Oh, he's this, you know, all this BS. And the simple fact of the matter is, is that I don't think the Buffalo Bills are anywhere near what they should have been in reality going into the season, Cuervo. I think they're missing on key components. Uh, letting, obviously, Mario Williams go. Uh, he's gone uh, on the defensive side. I think that really, really hurt him. Um, but it's more in the fact that you saw players bail, not because they weren't satisfied with the Buffalo Bills as an organization, but some of those moves and some of those players moving on were because of who the head coach was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, there's been a lot of uh, changes in, in Buffalo recently. So, um, oh gosh, the, oh Rex Ryan, duh. what the heck am I thinking? Yeah, Rex uh, Ryan. You know, the players' coach. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, the players' coach, Uncle Rex. <laughs> Yeah, that's what they call him over there in Buffalo, Uncle Rex. It's like Colin Coward used to say, he's, he's the guy that you want to have a beer with. And, and So what that tells me is like, eh, yeah, they're going to play hard for you, but where's the respect at? Where's the respect there? And I just don't know. I just don't know if the respect is there. So. Uh, I think now Buffalo, get- Sonny, really, they've underachieved, man. I, I, I don't know what it is about this team, but, you know, you, you, you've got one of the best running backs in the Sean McCoy. you got some of the best receivers, and I get it, they're hurt and whatnot, but I really think that this, you know, even the defense has been really disappointing for the for the Bills. Yes. Just kind of like, I, I don't know, it, 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 they've really underachieved badly. Some other news out in the NFL, keeping it within that division. Tom Brady is questionable with a knee injury. You're playing the Jets. Do you even waste? Do you even waste? You think he is? I'm just wondering. I mean, because Belichick is so – it's not the fact that he's arrogant, but who cares if we lose, you know, attitude, really in reality. Who cares if we lose? It is the Jets. It's not necessarily, you know, a huge game as far as the division is concerned. You think he does play? It sounds like you're confident that he'll be there. He will. Now, here's the thing. If, If they come out to a big lead, they jump out to a big lead, which could very well happen. Um, then I think you see Garoppolo in the game probably around, I don't know, and sometime in the fourth quarter, early. Why risking? I mean, I, I mean, you got Garoppolo. Look what Garoppolo did. I mean, before he got hurt, I mean, he played pretty damn well. Uh, was expected to be the starter for four weeks, oh. and of course that only lasted two. Um, but that having been said, I mean, why not give Garoppolo the reins on this game so he can get in case something like something does come with this knee injury a little bit later on in the season? Well, it is the Jets, and I know that, um, you know, it's one of the uh, divisional games and whatnot. So to me, I just think it's a matter of, you know, let's let's make sure we get this W. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if if I was Bill Belichick, I could I could answer the question better for you, Sonny. But I don't know what goes on in that guy's head. I mean, no, I, I no one does. Don't. No one does. He's so yeah. unpredictable in the, in front of the podium. It's unbelievable. 
Yeah, I hate to give you three word three word answers. Uh, uh, we're playing the Jets. Okay, why yeah. is Brady playing? Uh, we're playing we're playing the Jets. Oh, okay. All right, coach. Whatever you say. <laughs> Some other news in the AFC. Darren Stewart, um, guess what? Gets himself in a, a situation where he's going to get paid $28 million, $17.5 million in guaranteeing for Darren Stewart uh, there on the defensive side of the ball for the Denver Broncos. Uh, that's a guy where that could end up being the cornerstone of your defense. I mean, you have DeMarcus Ware going up. You already got the other guy that you're already paying big money to. I'm going to tell you right now, it's very obvious, at least to me, that the rumors about Tony Romo may be becoming the Denver Bronco, kind of what you said, uh, that's not going to happen because the money is being spent on a totally different side of the football. And I don't see Tony Romo going to the to the Denver Broncos. I think that signing right there with Darren Stewart uh, pretty much nicks that idea of Tony Romo over to the uh, to the Broncos. Sonny, unless unless John Elway really believes that Romo is going to take that big of a pay cut to where he's getting paid six, seven million That's bucks true. a year. I'm telling you right now, Romo's not doing that. Romo is not doing that, Sony. Uh, how much would the, how much do you think that the Dallas Cowboys would go ahead and still pay? I mean, I, I think be, I mean because we've already seen. John Elway saying, we'll take him, but we're not going to take him on what you've got him signed for. You're going to eat some of that contract for us. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, and that's why Colin Kaepernick's not a Bronco. Exactly. And, you're, and, and that guy's getting paid half of what Colin, or, uh, Tony Romo gets paid. Yeah. So what makes you really think that, that the Broncos are going to take a guy who hasn't played more than, what, seven games the past three seasons, right? Yep. Getting paid twenty million, twenty million bucks a year. They didn't. And, and here's the thing: not only is Colin Kaepernick more healthy, he's younger, and he's more of a dual threat. In, you know, as far as an offense is concerned, and he's getting paid half of what Tony Romo was getting paid. So I don't, I don't understand why people really believe just because Romo said I want to go to Denver, but the Denver wants him. That, that's what Did he actually say about. that? I didn't see that in the story, but I haven't been paying attention either, Cuervo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yahoo Yahoo! last week came out with an article saying that uh, supposedly Romo said that Denver is the team he wants to go to next year. But here's the Interesting. thing. Interesting. Does Denver, does Denver want him? For the money that he's getting paid, does Denver yeah. want to take on that money? I'm telling you, they didn't want to think it for yeah. half that price. Yeah, it's not going to happen, Sonny. No. If he plays for a team, it's going to be the New York Jets. Well, I still think the Arizona Cardinals got to give that guy a look. I mean, yeah, I know he's an injury-prone dude, but I think I think the Arizona Cardinals got to look at him. So, but interesting story there. Heading on over to the Panthers, of course, the team that um, one of our uh, co-hosts uh, loves, uh, being Brian Tarvin. The Panthers have placed left tackle Michael Orr and cornerback Zach uh, Sanchez on injured reserve as well as Luke uh, uh, Kirkley he's out on the concussion and Ryan Khalil and defensive end Mario Addison have been ruled out for Sunday's game I mean we're talking about a team that's supposed to run the table in order to make the playoffs and those are such big injuries even for one week for this football team 
I hate to break it to Panther fans, Sonny, and, and, and believe me, if Tarvin was here, I, I wouldn't hesitate to say it. That I mean, this is one Could of you, the worst can, cases. Of, can you find your fork? A Super Bowl. Oh no! I mean, it's it's past that. It's past yeah. that. It's 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 you know it's it's one of the worst cases of a Super Bowl hangover I've ever seen. Oh God, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, absolutely. One of the, In one fact, of, I didn't even think about that until you said that this is a bad, bad. There have been bad cases of Super Bowl hangover, but I think you're right, Cuervo. This is probably the worst one I've seen. Yeah, and, and it, it, the, the crazy thing is the team hasn't really changed a whole lot. I mean, they still have they still have Riverboat Ron at head coach. You still got Cam. You still got. Um, you know Johnson. Well, Johnson Stewart really hasn't played much this year, from what I from what I've seen. But other than that, I mean, but the team really hasn't made a huge turnaround. It, it's still the one big thing that happened is they lost Josh Norman. But oh yeah, but does one does one corner really make that big of a difference to where? Yeah, this time last year, Sonny, they were they were ten and one, just like the the Dallas Cowboys are right now, or I think they're eleven and zero actually. So, I, I I mean, it I can't I can't put my finger on it to what is going on with the Panthers and why they're playing so badly because the team has not really made a bunch of changes except for Josh Norman leaving. Yeah, but but Cuervo and, and this is Josh Norman is nothing right home to mama about. But that guy was and definitely the leader. Though. He was the leader on that defensive side of the ball, and whoa, without whoa, question. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Nah, no, 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 no. I know who you're, you're going obviously. with, Khalil. I get it. I understand that. But the guy that su- supplies the spark plug for that—I mean, he—I mean, he's not talented enough. I get it, and I understand that. But this guy, he is the guy. It's almost like having a six-cylinder car, and only five of the spark plugs are working. Okay. That's what you're looking at. I mean, yes, they have other leaders, but this guy brought the excitement. He brought the spark to the defensive side of the ball. Now, they look average at best on the defensive side of the ball. Average at best. No, you're right. And that could be a mentality situation because they don't have that emotional leader. Could you imagine, as much as I hate the guy, could you imagine the Baltimore Ravens without Ray Lewis? Oh, well, I mean, look at the year after he retired. There's your point. <laughs> I mean, if I'm not mistaken, they didn't make the playoffs that year either. So no, they did not. The, uh, the year after they won the Super Bowl. But how can you not say Luke Kuechly is the leader? I mean, if, if Josh no, Norman was one of the cylinders. Like I said, I, I, I misspoke. He's more of the spark plug than more than the leader. You're, you're, you're correct. Well, well, Luke Kuechly is the transmission of that engine on the defensive side. You ain't going anywhere without that guy. So, Absolutely. I, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, though, Sonny, other than Norman, it, there hasn't. It's the same Carolina Panthers team that we watched last year. And I don't know if it's if it's a thing where, like I said a couple of weeks ago, they're focused on everything in the outside of what's going on within the team. They're focused on what everybody else is saying and what everybody else is thinking. They're not focusing on themselves and just playing football because, you know, the whole thing about Cam not getting calls because he gets to take a shot to the head, I get it. But at the same time, you have to – if you're not going to get the call, you're not – just keep, just move on, man. Just move on keep playing and do what you do best. You're the, you're the reigning MVP, all right? You, you were the defending NFC champion. 
as, as a team, stop worrying about what everybody says. You've got, you've already gone out there and you've already proved what you can do as a as a as a quarterback as a team. Stop worrying about what everybody else says. Absolutely. It's all about what you do on the field. So I, th- I really think that that's the problem with the Panthers is they're they're worried about their image outside of. Absolutely, the, they don't have blinders on. When when you're when you're playing for the Super Bowl, playing for the for the playoffs, you know, trying to make a, a name, you have to have blinders on. You have to have blinders on. And and I'm going to give you an example of what that is all about. Look at the Dallas Cowboys. Now, the Dallas Cowboys are a football team that have been known to be in disarray for everything. This year, they got their blinders on. They're forgetting about what they're saying about a rookie quarterback. He's just going in there and doing his job. They're forgetting about how, you know, sometimes a rookie running back, you know, he can provide a spark but not be that great big of a guy. They're taking the idea of what's going on on the football. Hell, even Des Bryant. Okay, even to a certain point, has been a good boy. Pat him on the head, you mother beater. Um, but take away from that. I mean, you're talking about a team that has focused in on football. And that's what the Panthers have not done. They're focusing on everything but football. I mean, it, I, I'm not an expert. I've only been around a professional football team now here, down here in Dallas for six years. And, yes, it's minor league, but it's the same thing. You can't worry about what's going on or what's being said about you as a football team. You just got to go in and win football games. And guess what? The Carolina Panthers are not mature enough in order to do that. And that starts at the top. That's because Riverboat Ron allows it to happen. He should have put a kibosh on all of this crap when it first started. And he did not take that step up and be the head coach of this football team. Instead, he came a part of an the enabler and the crybaby BS that's going on for this football team. Right. And, and, and that's, and that's the problem. It's, it's, you know, why aren't we getting calls? Why isn't, you know, it's funny. They got to stop thinking about that stuff. If, if Absolutely. You're not going to get the call. Move on, man. Move on. Forget about it. Exactly. So, Move on. Forget yeah, about yeah, it. And, yeah. and, and, and now the media doesn't help. I mean, now granted, I mean, I'll give it to the media. They know how to blow something completely out of proportion, okay? And sometimes they can definitely focus in on things that need to be done. But as a football team, you can't fall into it. Do you think, and I hate to say this because I do it all the time, do you think Bill Belichick is a rat's fat ass what anybody in the media, me, you, ESPN, Fox, CBS, says about Hell no. He could give a rat's big fat butt as far as anybody's opinion about him, his football team, or most importantly, the way he runs that football team. So, you know, it it is about attitude. It is about the leadership of your football team. And if the leader of your football team on the field cannot look to his coach to be his leader – then there's a problem. Instead, he feeds it to him like a baby, you know, on a spoon and right into his mouth to let him play on that BS. I would have put a stop to that a long time ago, but then again, you know, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm old. I'm almost 50 years old, so I look all this crybaby bull BS in this all this crybaby BS that goes on in the in the in this league, and. I wouldn't put up with it. I, I've just been done with it. Why don't you just shut your mouth and play the game? And that's what Bill Belichick tells him. And matter of fact, Bill, Bill 
Belichick tells them before they take one step into the locker room, you're no better than the guy that's right behind you, and I'll replace you, and I don't care who you are. And, and the only person he doesn't do that to is obviously Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he he's the uh, he is the nucleus of of that team, Sonny. I mean, absolutely I mean, talking about players, but you know, and they've done it before. I mean, they've gotten rid of guys. I mean, look, at, you think about the list of guys that they had for one year, maybe two years, guys that they just dropped like a bad habit. Um, you know, um, Randy Moss. I mean, once once people started going south for him, they had no problem trading him away. They had Albert Hainsworth, which that guy was a joke anyway. But he was still a yes. pretty good football player, okay? They've gotten rid of Darrell Revis. They've gotten rid of guys like Khalid. They've gotten rid of, I mean, hell, Jamie Collins. I mean, I don't know how true it is, but supposedly this guy was looking to get a big payday. Oh, oh really? It ain't going to be with us. <laughs> hey, how about the big one? How about the big one, Cuervo? How about the running back, Jonas Gray, gets on the front of Sports Illustrated? And then Bill Belichick says, this guy isn't worth being on the front of anything, never mind the leader of my football team, and cuts his ass. No, I mean, he doesn't last long on that football team. I, I love Bill Belichick. you got to love a guy that says, listen, I ain't playing. I, you know, I'm the, I'm the leader of this team. And, and he wears that well. And he, and he takes that responsibility so serious. And I like that. That's the reason why they need to change the Vince Lombardi trophy name to the Bill Belichick trophy after he retires yes i said it and i'll I'll stand by it let's do this let's take a quick break we're almost near the top of the hour Cuervo. when we come back let's jump into the games let's talk about the games and we'll talk about more news as we go on looking at all those games so we're going to do that take a quick break here on the competitive sports show and your rally eagles radio network as well as that being said here on a sunday morning we'll be right back in 1998 scooters coffee was born Co-founders Don and Linda Eccles began their amazing journey when they opened up their first drive through coffee house in Bellevue, Nebraska. Their motto is, amazing people serving amazing drinks amazingly fast. Scooters only roast from the top 10% specialty coffee beans in the world, and their specialty, the Caramelicious. If you're new to Scooters, you can't go wrong with ordering this rich, velvety caramel gem. So make sure you check out Scooter's Coffee, located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive through so you can get onto your business real quick. That's Scooter's Coffee, located in Rowlett. selling your home could be the single most important decision you make in your life. You need someone with the experience and know-how to help you through this decision. Brian Chadwick of JP and Associate Realtors has you covered. Knowing the specifics of the Rowlett and Rockwall area is his specialty. Contact Brian at 972-533-9059 or visit him on the web at brianchadwick.jphomesforsale.com that's Brian with a Y, not Nye Chadwick, dot jphomesforsale.com.
At Chang Lee Saekwondo, learn the art of self-defense, discipline, respect, physical development, and mental focus. Become the best that you can be. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, we offer an after-school program, fitness kickboxing, birthday parties, summer camp, and homeschool classes. Check out our one-year anniversary special. Two weeks in a free uniform for $19.99. That's right, $19.99 gets you two weeks and the free uniform. Check out Chang Lee's at 469-506-4483 or visit them on the web at mychanglees.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney, not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy-related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. We represent both individual and small business debtors in Chapter 7, Chapter 11, and Chapter 13 bankruptcies. For more information, come in contact with Greg Mitchell at 972-463-8417. That's 972-463-8417. Or visit him on the web at www.mitchellps.com. Are you in need of an electrician in the Rowlett, Rockwall, or Saxe area? What kind of electrical work needs to be done, residential, business, or industrial? Contact Alan Bauer Electric for all of your electrical needs. It's important to have a qualified licensed electrician taking care of any electrical problems you may be having, so your loved one or customers are safe. We have built our business on quality for a fair price, and good customer service, but of course... Give Alan Bauer Electric a call at 214-356-0197 and tell him Sonny sent you. Alan Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Working man in sports radio along with Cuervo, and let's bring him on in. Hit the button. Just a good old boy. The good old boy himself coming to you Never from no the big GA. Hit the right button. There he is. How you doing, Brian? Good day. Good day. Doing good, guys. How's everything going? Doing good. You seen? Have you seen the injury report for your Carolina Panthers? I mean, it's looking pretty damn bad, my friend. I feel bad for you. Well, it's okay, man. That's why I need the next man up. It's professional football, you know. That's that's the way it works. I know the center's out. What happened to the center again? I know he came back and he's out again. And the I think he has a growing pain. 
He's got a groin okay. injury. Well, get over it, man. You make millions of dollars a year. Suit up. Um, but anyway, I, I think the Panthers are. I mean, the 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 next two games are going to define their season. I mean, can they somehow go on the road and beat a very good Oakland team, and then go on the road next Sunday night and beat Seattle in Seattle? If they can, this season's still alive. But they could easily lose these two. I just think some years, you know, you're just injury prone and things aren't working out. You're not getting the breaks. Last year, Carolina got all the breaks. They stayed healthy for somewhat, and but this year, it's just they're just not as good, man. They're just not as consistent. It's because of the injuries. Do you think any of it has to do with Josh Norman? I made the I made the the excuse, I guess yes. you can say, for the Carolina Panthers. I think this guy's a spark plug. He's your emotional leader. He's not the leader, as Cuervo pointed out to me, and he was right. But he is that guy that you know brings you the emotional spark that sometimes, and especially on the defensive side of the ball, you have to have. Yeah, I, I really when it happened. I didn't look. I didn't really look at it as a big deal, uh, but after watching him the first few games, I realized it was a big deal. I mean, it was a very big deal because they were getting torched by every big team time. they played. And you know, you can't win if you can't stop people. You you, you only can outscore people a certain amount of times, and and just getting shootouts with them. And Cam Newton's just not good enough, healthy enough this year. To, to be able to keep bringing teams from behind and scoring 38 points a game. It's just not going to happen. So, I, I think you're right. I think I think he allowed the defensive line and the linebackers for Carolina to be much more aggressive and not have to worry about that receiver out there. They're the team's best receivers allowed them to play more aggressive. Now they're not being able to, and it's showing. So, yeah, I don't I, know. It's just been a bad year for my Panthers, man. I just don't see them making the playoffs right now. I, they're going to have a tough time, like you said, getting over in Denver and getting over in um, in, in Seattle. It's going to be, a, I think, it's going to be really tough for them to go through there and get that done. So, interesting thing. All right, let's do this. Let's jump into the games here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Let's start with the early games in the Arizona Cardinals. This is a football team. They're four, five, and one out on the season. And how come my Push that button. There we go. Now we got the sound effect. Four, five, and one. Arizona Cardinals. The one makes me want to vomit. Against the Atlanta Falcons, who are six and four at one. They are leading this division, but let me just I'm gonna throw this directly over back to Tarvin as he is in he's not very far away from this football team. He's hearing the stories, and you also predicted it, which I was right there with you. You just said it faster than me. This is a football team that traditionally has a horrible second half of the season and they're already proven it yeah it's just like texas a&m and college football they they they're five and oh six and oh they look great and then they fall apart it's just because they're not a very physical football team sunny and over the grind you have to be more physical people start getting serious about football about this time once they hit yes into november december that's when teams really start focusing in on the, the home stretch having to to win you got six games left this is where you see the best and this is where early it's like preseason almost the Falcons do good early in the season and I thought that's where the Falcons the Cowboys were going to be but I was wrong about them but I don't think I'm wrong about Atlanta I, just I think don't you're think right made up to, I, 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 don't, I don't I don't think they're made to finish a season um, in December and to do well they're not made like that so I wouldn't be surprised if Arizona came in today and took care of them because Arizona knows what it's like 
how important these games are, and they played them each and every year, and they've meant something. And I don't think really Atlanta has. So I think Arizona could come in here and pull an upset today. Well, they are in they are in Atlanta playing this game. The Arizona Cardinals are five and one Cuervo, and this in reality, when you look at this football team as far as what the Atlanta Falcons are all about and what Arizona is all about, both of these teams square want to turn the thinking of their franchise around. Arizona, they were on the roll. They made to the Super Bowl. They wanted to continue doing that. Now they have slidden right back into the Arizona Cardinals of the early two thousands and the late nineteen nineties. So that you know, as far as the record is concerned, you see the talent, but it's just not being put together. What reason is that why the quarterback and, and uh, but same thing with Atlanta Atlanta is a football team that has always been one of those football teams you look at them at the beginning of the season and go watch out for Matt Ryan we're talking about MVP candidate blah 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 and, and guess what the Atlanta Falcons right now sometimes can't even get out of their own way but the good thing in reality Cuervo there's a football team sitting on top in the NFC South yeah, they are, Sonny, and that's the difference between these two uh, teams is that one is leading their division and the other one's not. So it becomes, a, to me, it becomes a, a question of, okay, well, who, who's more motivated to, to win a game like this? I mean, you've got two teams that, you know, say what you want about Arizona, Sonny, they were in the NFC Championship game last year. Okay, so they were yep. the runner-up in the NFC, and we don't give out trophies for that, but regardless, I mean, they, they they finished second in this conference last year when it comes to the playoffs. So, um, they well, they, they finished with a thirteen and three record, Cuervo. I mean that was I mean that was pretty damn impressive because that's not Arizona Cardinal football. <laughs> well, I mean that's not what we're used to seeing. But you think about how well Carson Palmer played last year uh, compared to how he's doing now. I mean that that's the big difference. Is just you know he's just not playing as good as as he did last year. Now, as far as Atlanta's concerned, it's like you guys are talking about, I mean, they're, they're looking good at the you know, beginning of the season and it's kind of fades away. They're not, they're not built to last you know, a, a whole season. Like, like, uh, you know, some other teams are, but you know, I, when I look at this game, I, I my question is who's going to stop Julio Jones today. Exactly. Really going to stop. I mean, you can say Patrick Peterson, but I haven't heard his name much this season. He's not the pro no. guy that we're used to seeing. So who's going to stop Julio Jones? And this game's in Atlanta too. And we all know that the Arizona Cardinals, they're kind of suspect on the road. You look at this football team as far as Atlanta. Last season, they were 6-1 and one before they went on the 2-7 and seven finish of the season. And, you know, hell, that's that could be that football team. Uh, you know, I, I don't trust either one of these football teams. And making a prediction on who's going to win, you know, it, it's going to make me mad. I'll pick one and the other team will win. I go, you know, God, why? And, and that's what I'm going to look at. The the reason why a team should win should be Matt Ryan, Julio Jones in this game, uh, Tarvin. And when I look at how I who's the better quarterback, Matt Ryan, who's the better wide receivers, uh, Julio Jones. There's your offense. But the Arizona Cardinals defense has not been able to step up to the plate and hold down football, that's the reason why they're under 500 right now. But I think the switch is about to flip. I think you're going to see a switch flip for these Patrick Petersons, these pro bowlers, 
I mean, it's hard to play 16 games, for God's sake, at this level. And, and four preseason games, all of a sudden <laughs> you got 20 games to play. Now it's time you start seeing these guys take it serious, honey. And I think Arizona will start playing better defense, and I think they will start playing better football. If they don't, they're going to miss the playoffs just like my Panthers, and they don't want to do that. Yeah, and, and their defense actually showed up against the Seattle Seahawks. They came finished six to six for God's sake in a tie, and they held them to six points over five quarters. You would think that's where everything was stepped up. I mean, you look at, but at the same time, you're looking at that football team. Their quarterback was hurt at the time, so that was another thing. Uh, Arizona defense, um, you know, they've got to get it uh, going through there. It hasn't been good enough in reality, and that's one of the things that's going to happen. I don't think there's anybody that can cover Julio Jones. Julio Jones only leads the league right now with 1,105 yards, while Matt Ryan is throwing the ball for 3,247 yards. So that means he's also throwing the ball to everybody else besides Julio Jones, Cuervo, or the big games for Julio Jones are beginning to eat, you know, even out. Yeah, he has plenty. Of, I mean, he's, he's the same – the same type of uh, when Matthew Stafford and not locking in on Megatron, which he doesn't have him anymore. But I mean, you think about 1,100 yards for Julio Jones. He got 2,000 yards that have been spread about uh, in other places. And you know, I don't know. I don't know what the numbers are for guys like Muhammad Sanu, but I know that if Julio's only got 1,100 yards, then. then so Matt Ryan spreads the ball around pretty nicely. And oh yeah, that's something that you know, we've you know been a little critical about with him. And I don't know. Uh, I know Devontae Freeman. He's been in and out of the lineup. Is he is he healthy? Uh, I don't think he's. I don't think he's playing. But uh, the Honey Badgers do back uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, that's huge for them, Sonny. It, it, it really is because you talk about emotional leaders. Yeah. You know that 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 you can argue that the honey badger is is the guy for the Arizona Cardinals, and that's huge to get him back. Um, I think, this time I think you're right. That, those are the guys you need. Those are the guys you need on your team to to carry the uh, you know the, the 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 defense going into games that really start to matter. Um, so that that's huge for the Cardinals. Freeman is back as well as uh, Tevin Coleman is back for the Atlanta Falcons. So let's figure it out. I I, I don't think uh, with Matthews back, uh, maybe a little rust. I don't know. Maybe he's not completely healthy. I think he's going to get burnt here today. I think actually Arizona is going to get busted up pretty well in this one. now. So I'm going to Arizona Cardinals. Tarvin. Okay, we just lost Tarvin. So Cuervo, who do you think is going to get this one? Uh, I'm going to go with the Falcons, Sonny. I just, you know, I, I don't know about Arizona on the road. Atlanta's a better home team, so it all adds up for the Falcons getting a W today. I think you're absolutely right as far as that those numbers are concerned. I, I just, you know, in, in Arizona, I mean, say what you want about Carson Palmer, what he did last year. He had a great year, but guess what? That was last year. This is this year. He is not the same quarterback this year. And it's obviously because, you know, he's got to do more in order to try to win a football game instead of it being completely evened out. So uh, let's head into the next game that's up on board here as the – 
Couch Potato Sports Show cruises on here. Uh, big time. Normally, AFC North game that's happening. Three and six Bengals and one. They got the stupid one. And the Baltimore Ravens, they're five and five. Uh, Ravens second in the division. Bengals third in the division. The most important team that needs this game, without question, is the Baltimore Ravens because the Cincinnati Bengals, you can put a fork in them. Um, so this game right here, you know, Joe Flacco at home, he's got to come up right now. And A.J. Green has a hamstring running back. Uh, Giovanni Bernard has a knee. They were injured last uh, week against the Buffalo Bills. Um, so I don't know what their actual status is. I'm going to check on that as we're talking about it. But Cuervo, not having those two guys for the Cincinnati Bengals already puts them behind the eight ball. Oh, big time, Sonny, big time, Sonny. I got to step away for a minute, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, if the, if you didn't think the Bengals had problems offensively already with, uh, you know, with what they had, I mean, now now you lose A.J. Green, you lose Gio Bernard. Um, Bengals are going to have – they're going to have a rough, rough time today. Very good. So we'll get you back. I'll keep my eye open on the uh, uh, switchboard to get uh, get you back in. Uh, so we'll lose Cuervo for a few moments. But looking at this game, folks, everybody is looking at this game and asking themselves what could have been. I mean, that's what I look at this game. As far as where the Bengals are and what they're doing as far as this team is concerned, I mean, this game could have been big on the schedule. Now, it's only big really for one football team. And, you know, Baltimore, they struggled right now, you know, to, to you know, stop A.J. Green normally, and he's going to be a question mark in this game. So we'll be looking at that. But I'm I'm going to tell you right now, when you don't have anything to play for. And I'm sorry, Cincinnati is in that situation. I mean, and if they think that they're going to make the playoffs, they're going to string off a bunch of wins. They got more confidence than themselves than, than anybody. And of course, that's what you have to have. But realistically, looking at this football team, you can stick a fork in the Cincinnati Bengals. They're done. Uh, Baltimore normally has problems against this football team. Green has caught 41 passes for 729 yards and six touchdowns, won five of the eight games that he's played against them. So without having that guy in the lineup is going to be huge if he's not. Like I said, we'll be taking a look at it. Um, also, Baltimore's getting Elvis Dumerville back, okay? He hasn't played since October 9th uh, because of a foot injury. So he's back in the lineup for this football team. The Ravens are also looking to uh, try to keep that or get into the lead, you know, as they're tied with the Cincinnati, uh, with the uh, Steelers. Now they're actually not tied. Um, yes, they are. They're both five and five. So when you look at the when you look at the divisions and where they stand, and how how this game is so important. Actually, the Steelers are six and five because they won on Thursday night. So Baltimore has to keep up with them. That's why they need that victory. So you add that up on top of the importance of trying to get into the division. Vision, trying to get into the wild card is going to be huge. So, um, will, will the uh, Ravens be able to get out there and get going? That's going to be the big question. That's going to be the the new. Will they be able to take advantage of certain matchups and everything else? Could be huge. Um, but uh, that whole thing I, here it is. AJ Green he is out for this week, so um, he's not playing. 
So, yeah. So that's going to hurt this football team even more. So down goes AJ Green's according to uh, to to Yahoo Sports. So um, right now, if you think about it, consistency. He's been the most consistent wide receiver in the NFL without question. So that means the whole situation will be huge because uh, Bernard. I'm looking. I'm looking to get his status up on this uh, up on this season or this game against Baltimore. And this is going to be huge. I mean, because they're not going to have Bernard either. Bernard is not uh, – he's actually uh, questionable for this game. They don't have an actual out status for him yet. But not having Bernard in the lineup along with A.J. Green takes away a good 80% of this offense away from them. Not not only that, they're just not winning games with those guys in the lineup. But you take away, you know, the the big time uh, situation with them, not having them in the lineup is going to be huge. So yeah, he is not. He, I'm looking at here. Um, Yep. So it, it looks like he's he's out of the game as well. So um, that is huge. There it is. I just got the uh, information on that. So they're not going to be in the lineup. You need you. And if you're Baltimore, you need to have your quarterback be your quarterback. He's got to go ahead and step up and take this game. And in reality, it's going to be the greatest thing in the world because it helps put another nail in the coffin of Marvin Lewis losing his job. I'm going to tell you right now. Marvin Lewis not losing his job after this season, I'm going to tell you there is something going on. I, and I, I don't mean that as a joke. And I'm not talking about video or anything. I'm talking there is something up. The general public, the, the media, the, you cannot bring this football team to the juncture of where it was last year, come back with this kind of performance and keep your job unless there is really seriously. And, and you can talk about the jokes about the videos and the animals and all that other stuff. There is something that Ray Lewis has, or not Ray Lewis, but Marvin Lewis has against this football team that's helping them keep his job. I'm going to tell you right now. And here's another thing. They can't win for uh, close games. So if, even if this game is close, I'm not – you don't expect the Cincinnati Bagels to be able to get out of there. So, you know, and, and so now when you're the Baltimore Ravens, you don't have to worry about uh, Bernard. You don't have to worry about AJ, uh, AJ Green. Now all you got to worry about is Tyler Effort. And guess what? It don't take much. You don't need to double it up on him. So Andy Dalton is going to be facing a Ravens defense that has 23 sacks and 11 interceptions in 10 games. Folks, I'm telling you right now, this could get incredibly ugly before it goes down. So Baltimore needs to uh, Baltimore needs to get the running game going. They got to wear down that defense. So they got two dudes out there, West and Dixon, and and if they can get there and start pounding that defensive line as the game goes on, as it gets a little bit later, Joe Flacco will be able to find the easy seams and and find the open man and get in for the touch. I don't even think this game – I just don't think this game is even close. So I, I'm going Baltimore Ravens in this one big time because I just don't see where – 
the situation for the Baltimore or the Bengals could get them out there. If they were home, you give them the shot. But they're not. This game is in Baltimore, and that's not good for that football team as well. You need to have your guys out on the football field. You need to be able to play solid football throughout the game. And I don't think we're going to get that from the Cincinnati Bengals today. On to the next game here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, as we're going to cover them all here uh, here on a Sunday morning. And my poor Jacksonville Jaguars cannot get out of their own way. They're 2-8, fourth in the AFC South. And, folks, the AFC South sucks. That's just the way it is. And the the Jacksonville, you, if you fell for the hype, I warned everybody on this show about my Jacksonville Jaguars. My Jacksonville Jaguars have not been good forever. And guess what? It continues. And guess what? It's coaching. I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of talent on this football team. If you can't put it together and be able to find the guys to get chemistry out on the football field, I'm sorry, if you're the head coach, Mr. Gus Bradley, you got to go. Oh, you know, you know, you're seeing this team, you know, you, you know, they're getting better and better this year. You're seeing growing up, uh, growing up, you need more time to grow. It's time to grow up. That's my new logo for the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's time to grow up. And you might want to go ahead and, you know, give the key bosh to your quarterback, and be done with it. Because he is one of the main reasons why you're having a hard time right now. So watch out for that. So now, since I don't have my co-host online, what we're going to do, and this is a perfect time to do it because it is time, we're going to go to our another, another break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we'll continue with this game and all the other games here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. You're listening to coverage of the NFL. On that being said, week number 12 of the NFL season. We'll be right back. At Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local estate sales and companies as we truly care about your presentation, property, and belongings. That's Rego and Rustic Estate Sales. Contact Renee Sheffield at 972-861-0231 or check us out on the web at regalandrustic.com. Don't just call any heating and air conditioning repairman. Call an expert. At Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, we are your experts. Whether it's a seasonal maintenance that keeps your system running at a peak efficiency or a complete replacement of your system, Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning does it all. Common Sense Solutions for your home comfort. Stevenson's, where quality is our standard, not our goal. Give them a call at 972-475-3227 or check them out on the web at stevensonshvac.com. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as 
stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Unpleasant surprises can be annoying, but sometimes they can be devastating. If your retirement plan is vulnerable to unpleasant surprises, you do have a choice. There are strategies that can help ensure any surprise is a welcome one and reduce the threats to your retirement. Nest Egg Wealth Advisors specialize in helping protect your portfolio from unpleasant surprises. Visit nesteggadvice.com or give them a call at 972-412-6064 to request a guide to your nice, predictable retirement. Hello, everybody. It's Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, letting you know that the Texas Revolution Radio Home is right here on Blog Talk Radio and the Couch Potatoes Sports Show. We also have a game of the week that will be played here as far as the IFL is concerned on the Couch Potatoes. Make sure you head your way on over to the Couch Potatoes Sports Show for all types of sports coverage, whether it be the NFL, Major League Baseball, or the NBA, come on over and check out the Couch Potato Sports Show. Never mind the fact that we are your nicotine patch that gets you from the Super Bowl all the way into training camp and to college football with the Indoor Football League as the Couch Potato Sports Show is your official radio home of the Texas Revolution as well as internet-only radio coverage of the IFL. Here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and your IFL, Texas Revolution, and all things sports, Radio Network. Alright, we are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We're looking at all the games in the NFL in week number 12. That being said, a Sunday morning tradition has been going on for years and years. Forget the NFL channel, get Fox and BBS, and any other channel that was it. We hear just as well, we predict them just as well. You might as well hear from true from the mouth on what people really feel because you can watch those other ones, and they're okay programs. 
But you'll you'll hear you'll hear kissing up. We don't do that here on this show. We don't kiss up to anybody. We have our opinions. We keep our opinions, especially on the NFL level, and uh, we don't care. The NFL can get mad. Teams can get mad. Yeah, that's fine. Obviously, we don't put a dent in that. But that being said, that's what we're here. And that's what we're going to do. Before we went into break, we're talking about the Jacksonville Jaguar and the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are a football team that really needs to put it together out on the football field. They're at home. They get a horrible Jacksonville Jaguar football team. They're 2-4 and four, or 2-8. and eight. And you can say whatever, but it's been two years Doug Marone has left this football team as far as the Buffalo Bills are concerned. And he just said, I'm done with this. He knew exactly where it was going. So they go out and get Rex Ryan. Now, we briefly talked about this as far as who Rex Ryan is. Okay. Oh, you know, they beat the Patriots, you know, without Tom Brady. And the guy saves his job. I mean, I don't know how this guy still has a job. He is horrible. I'm putting it out there. This guy sucks as a head coach of a football team. He really does. Now, he's got the beat of the players, and whether that's good, bad, or indifferent, it doesn't matter. It's got to show up on the football field. And right now, it, it just isn't. Now, that doesn't help because they don't have a good quarterback. I'm going to put it out there. It's a football team that is in desperate need of a quarterback. So you got to watch out for that. you got to be Rex Ryan. Um, you got to feel miserable about the season where you are right now. And if you don't, you really need to re-examine what's been going on on your football team for the last two years. Doug Marone, I, I'm going to tell you right now, Doug Marone left you a at least playoff caliber football team, and you're not producing it to get there. Now, granted, you, lo- you lose some big portions of your defense, which is what you're quote-unquote known for. So you better, you as a head football coach of this football team needs to step it up. You got to be the guy that these these guys look to, and they got to be able to go in there and get the job done. But they're but they're not. And Rex Ryan is part of the problem. Doug Marone left this team all set and primed to go into the playoffs. And what happens? You get Rex Ryan with a nonchalant attitude as a head coach on the on the football field. And guess what? Completely underachieved. Last year, they're in the complete process of doing that as well this year. And guess what? You're no better than you were last year. You're sitting at 5-5 five and five for God's sake. I think, so, Claire, well, I think, I think part, part of, of the, the problem has got to be Rex Ryan. Ryan. I think you're on mute. Because I can hear me. I can hear you. I can hear you. Oh, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Push the wrong button. All right, Cuervo, give him another shot. I'm sorry, my friend. I had my backup line on. Go ahead. All right. Check, 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 check. Can you hear me, sir? Check, 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 check. <laughs> All right, we're good. Yeah, I mean, it's like we talked about a little while ago, you know, Rex Ryan is, is, is you know, he's like the cool uncle that you want to just, you know, drink beer with or something. I mean, but do you take him seriously? You know, and, and exactly. I've always, been a, I've always actually been a closet Rex Ryan fan. I think he's just the guy that, you know, um, he's, he's um, 
how do I say it? I guess he's, you know, just his attitude about winning. Uh, I think he cares. He just doesn't know how to show it. I mean, he he, he tries to uh, be very sarcastic about stuff, and, and sometimes coaches have to be a little more professional than that. And I think that's the problem with Rex is he's not a real professional dude. I mean, he he means well, and and, and I and I think if you really understand the message that he tries to convey, he just doesn't do it the right way as a head coach. So, yeah. Um, and I think that's the problem with Rex Ryan is that people, um, you know, he's known as a, uh, a, a you know, he talks smack. And, you know, like when he was Jets coach, you know, he uh, talking about, uh, you know, when we get to the Super Bowl and things like that. Um, yeah, and, but I think I think it's just the message that he was trying to send is I'm very confident about my team. It's just he went about it the wrong way. And, and that's the criticism that he gets is that he's known as being a loudmouth. And now it's just to the point where it's kind of getting obnoxious and annoying. And I think that's why players get turned off by him now is because he's so he, – he tries to be a loudmouth so much that people are just like – you know, they just they just get annoyed by it, and they they don't want to deal with it, and that's why some play. You know, it's getting to the point now where players don't really want to play as hard for him anymore as they used to. I think you're right. I you know, and even to that point, I just don't think he's got the leadership qualities to be a head coach in the NFL. He hasn't done jack squat. I mean. Granted, you know, they had Mark Sanchez and they went to the AFC Championship two years in a row. Whoop-de-doo. What has he done? I mean, and that's what this league is all about. What have you done for me lately? And he hasn't done anything. And uh, But uh, on the other side of that, if you put up Gus Bradley's record, they are 14-44 and 44 since he's taking over for this football team. Can we finally fire this guy, Cuervo? I mean, I know you had a little bit of mad love for Gus Bradley. I said it was the wrong hire from day one. Um, that having been said, can we can we fire him yet? I mean, really? Well, I mean, you're the Jaguars fan, son. You can fire him right now if you want to, as a fan. Well, but, he's uh, the wor- he is the wor- he is the second worst uh, head coach in NFL history with his record at fourteen and forty four. Well, who's the worst? I'm curious now. I don't know. Got me getting... It's probably my. <laughs> <laughs> it might, yeah, uh, or maybe an Arizona Cardinal coach from the nineties. You know, I, I don't know. Oh, geez. Uh, I don't even know, Mister Bage. Who, who coached them in the? Oh, doesn't matter. The point is, they suck. So yeah, but, they um, were bad. Uh, yeah, I, 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 well, then the, the, the it'll come to me. I, I'll remember. I, I'll look it up really quick. But and once I see, it, I'll go. Oh yeah, that's right. But you're, 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 when you got a football team that has all the talent in the world, that's the Jacksonville Jaguars, okay? They got talent. I mean, you need something to put them together. You, you got to figure out chemistry. The guys that work together well out on the football field, bring the right playmakers on the field at the right time. And how about this? Have something that would consider uh, being an offense, but in reality – it's not getting done at the quarterback position, Corvo. That I mean, it, I hate to just break it down to that, but when you don't have a good football, a uh, good, good quarterback on your football team, you don't have a good football team normally. Are you saying Are you saying Bortles is not a good quarterback, Sonny? I'm telling you that right now. I'm telling oh. you, Blake Bortles sucks, and and, I, and it's, I, 
we will we will be on the other side of that argument till until he's out of the league, Sonny. I, I I'm not saying he's a superstar. I'm not saying he's a pro bowler. I'm not saying he's you know up there with Rodgers and Brees and all that. Uh, but I will say this: I think the problem with the Jaguars, Sonny, is your own defense. Your own defense is not cutting it right now, and that kind of surprised me because Gus Bradley is a defensive guy, and for the defense, that's why they brought him in. Yeah, but here's the thing: you know, you would think as a Jaguar fan, you got to admit, going into the season, you felt pretty good about, especially the guys that they drafted. You know, I mean. You know, Ramsey, Miles Jack. I mean, all these guys are supposed to be impact players. And, you know, Ramsey's made a couple plays here and there, but we haven't seen Miles Jack yet. So, you know, and, and then they brought in guys like uh, Malik Jackson from Denver. Uh, you know, all these guys that they've signed, they spent, they've spent money. And, you know, Pazluzny is finally healthy. Like, but it's just they're just not getting it done, Sonny. They're, they're, it's a bad defense. That's the problem. With, I don't think the offense is the problem. And Bortles is definitely not the problem. Bortles is going to be the guy that can continue to help this team put points on the board. But the problem is they can't stop anybody. That's what's wrong with Jacksonville. I think you're right. I think we're going to have to agree to disagree. Because when you look at this Jacksonville Jaguar football team, as far as Blake Bortles being a part of it, okay, you look at this football team and you've got to ask yourself the question, what seems to be the problem? And they're not, they're not, first of all, they're not scoring. That's one of the big things. They're not scoring. Uh, way too many interceptions for this football team. He's already got 13 interceptions on the season, and, and that is huge. Um, and, and, yes, coming and fighting from behind, I get it, I understand, but you still can't do it. Uh, he's thrown for 2,623 yards. Uh, whoop-de-doo. That don't mean anything when you're not winning football games, and that, that is huge. His quarterback rating, Cuervo, is 50.6. Okay, fifty point six. Okay. Well, now I, the average though is it not that that means he's right at an average quarterback. Dak Prescott has a quarterback rating for the year, if I'm not mistaken, over a hundred. Now, granted, well, you talking about I got the best rate? offensive line in the NFL, but I'm going to tell you right now, I mean, it, Dak. I mean, I'm sorry, he's got years of experience under his belt. Okay, since 2014, this guy has been, he, he's just, has not been a guy that can lead this football team to victories. And he's part of the problem. Oh, uh, I, I don't know, Sonny. I, I, what is he in his third year now? Third year. Yeah. I mean, Five and ten. Five and ten. Two and eight, sorry. Let's look at his numbers, though, Sonny. I mean, I, I mean, I think that'll tell us the story. I mean, is he throwing a a, a ton of interceptions? I mean, yeah, well, I, yeah. I don't have the that, numbers in front of me. I, I'll tell you what the interceptions are. He's got 13 so far in 10 games. 13 interceptions in 10 games. The most he's thrown in a season is 18. He's going to blow that out of the water by 22, and that was last year when they finished 5-11. and 11. And, you know <laughs> – so, I I don't know. As a starter, this guy has not done the job. Okay, as a starter, as a starting quarterback for this, where he has started all the games, he's two and eight this season. 
Last year, he started all the games last year. He's 5-11. and 11. He started 14, or 13 games in his first year, and he was 3-10. Uh, and 10. So his record is 10-29. 10-29. I mean, I... I you know, I I I seen that I seen what he could do. I mean, you see the potential, but what's the problem? Is it him? I think part of it's him. I think it's also the offensive scheme is not very good. And then you throw in the fact that the defense hasn't been doing very well. I mean, and part of also the problem is one year they had you know you know one of the worst head coaches. Well, he wasn't a head coach at that time, but uh, you know they have uh, oh the Atlanta coach. Um, uh, his name slipped in my mind. Shouldn't be able to. Mike the Smith. Atlanta coach. No, no, no. Mike, Mike Smith's Smith. gone. Um, who's the coach yes. now? Oh, over you're the, the guy now. Or Buccaneers. The, the Buccaneers head coach. Oh, really, Sonny? You forgot his name? That's your boy, uh, it, Dirk Potter. Yeah, yeah, Dirk Connor. No, I haven't forgot his name. It's just that my brain can't find it. Uh, (laughs) I haven't forgot. Uh, Just, oh, no, no, no. Oh, Sonny remembers Dirk Connor. That was his last year up there. So, you know, know, he's had a lot of things against him. I get it. And when we talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars, it's time for him to grow up. It is. You know, I I don't have any trust in this football team at all. And this is my team. Um, I should. Um, And they're going to get beat today. And they'll probably lose by three. Um, So I I got the Buffalo Bills in this one. Who you got in this one? Yeah, I I think I'm going to circle the wagons on this one, Sonny, and go with Buffalo as well. All right, so and jump back to it as we missed your prediction. Cincinnati, uh, uh, yeah, Cincinnati and Baltimore. Uh, you, are you hanging on Baltimore right there? Yeah, I have to. I mean, if you, when you don't have AJ Green and Gio Bernard on the offensive side, and Andy Dalton's already he's struggling as as it is. Um, Andy Dalton, I'm telling you right now, Andy Dalton's going to throw four picks today. You mark it's it. It's going to get ugly. Four picks. Oh, yeah, you, you got that de- that Baltimore defense. I mean, first of all, you don't run on it anyway. So even if they had Gino Bernard, they probably put a stop to it. And, and second of all, uh, they're just not playing good football. So you know, you got a lot of things yeah. involved over in that game. They're just they're, it's not playing well. And and uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens at the end of the year. Next game up on board, and I'm not going to talk about this one for very long. So we got two bad football teams playing each other. Four and six, Los Angeles Rams, New Orleans Saints at home at four and six as well. Uh, both are third in their respective divisions, um, and the Saints are just a better football team. I, I don't. I mean, should I look at this game a little bit more? Yeah, the Rams' defense is not horrible. I mean, the offense is not getting the job done. They went to a rookie too early, and I, I'm just I'm just not impressed with this football team as far as the Rams are concerned. They go really second game for their uh, quarterback, and you throw them to the wolves in you know in week nine, you throw them to the wolves in week number eleven for God's sake, and say, hey, try to get us there. Um, you know, at least he's going to get some time up underneath the belt. But, uh, you know, you say whatever you want about Drew Brees. He's going to find enough out there, I think, on the offensive side of the ball for, for touchdowns and get him. I mean, Drew Brees is Drew Brees. Now, granted, he had a tough time against the uh, Panthers a couple weeks back. Uh, but, you know, this is the Rams. I mean, do you have any trust in the Rams? You get to hear about them all the time being over there in Cali. Yeah, yeah I mean, people don't 
don't even realize that they're back in California. So, but uh, yeah, Drew Drew Brees. I mean, look out, Sonny. He's he's, he's still on record pace, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. He is. He's on record pace. And that's even after a bad game against the Carolina Panthers. I mean, that, even after that game, he's still on record pace. He's unbelievable. Um, and, you know, people are still talking about him as the MVP as well. So, you know, you know, I think this is just a badly ran organization. I think Jeff Fisher is there just to get them through the first year, maybe the second year, and then that guy's gone. I mean, how do you keep Jeff – we talk about not for long league. I mean, how this guy has been able to stay as long as he has in, in Los Angeles or, you know, St. Louis slash Los Angeles with the Rams is to me, it's a miracle in itself. Um, We talk about guys that have something on ownership. Maybe he does, but this guy's very well respected as he's one of the guys that, um, when they're talking about rules and everything else, people go to Jeff Fisher regarding rules and new rules that need to happen within the league. So he's very respected. I, I think maybe respected as a person because as a coach, this guy hasn't done anything, you know, since he's been in Tennessee and, you know, Steve McNair's dead now. So, you know, he, the guy hasn't been anything since. No, he hasn't. You're right. I mean, even at the end of his time in Tennessee, I mean, it just got worse yes. and worse. So, um, you know, I think with Jeff Fisher, I think this was a matter of not really necessarily the benefit of the doubt, but it's kind of like, all right, look, we're getting ready to move back to L.A. Let's see if maybe just the change in, in, in scenery, environment, whatever, maybe this will help propel our team. And so far, it's, it's the same same old Rams. It's the same old right. Rams, Sonny. So I think, right. I, think, uh, I think I'm on board with you when it comes to the whole uh, – you know, firejefffisher.com, that, that, that website. Yeah, definitely. I started it. (laughs) (laughs) He's horrible. He's horrible. Yeah. I started the fire Jeff Fisher page. Definitely. Oh my gosh. Uh, So he definitely needs to go. I don't think, I think the Saints have uh, have their way with him. Who you got? Well, I wouldn't say they're going to have their way, Sonny, but Drew Brees is going to, uh, He's going to have a very, very productive game, um, and I think the, the Saints win. Now, I think it could be close because let's not forget the Rams defense. I'm sorry, the Saints defense. They're not very good either. Okay, well, the so, Rams defense is pretty decent. They're decent, yes. But you're talking about Drew Brees. I mean, Drew yes. Brees is, is coming to town, and he's about to throw all over you. But, you know, when it comes to the Saints defense, they're they're pretty bad. I mean, they, they, yeah. they've been historically bad the past couple of years. So, and that's the reason why Drew Brees has to throw out his mind in order to stay in the game. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. But here, here's the thing. I think that uh, when it comes down to it, I think it's just, you know, too much number nine. And um, I think the Saints win, but it's going to be a close game. You know, anybody that's trying to call a blowout in this game uh, is, is – they're wrong on that. I don't think. It's I think you're right. I think. I, I think Goff can maybe do something. I mean, look at the defense. So maybe Goff might get a, get an opportunity. So we'll see. All right, next game up on board here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we're covering all the games here on the NFL. And the game that I'm not going to spend a lot of time on as well. The New York Giants seven and three. They've won five in a row very quietly, by the way. 
because the Dallas Cowboys have won 10 in a row. Cleveland 0 and 11. I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't want to spend much time on this one, Cuervo. Anything to say about it in reality? Um, Arch three might be back next week. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, very good. So then let's not waste a lot of time in that one. New York in a big blowout. Even Eli Manning will play good in that game. (laughs) So, there you go. I don't blame you. I do not blame you you at all. Yeah, so it's it's a good one. Next game up on board, I think it's going to be the best game of the week, Cuervo. It's underrated. Do me a favor and mute yourself really quick because I'm hearing myself. There you go. Is the San Diego Chargers 4-6 and six on the season, Houston Texans 6-4. and four. This is going to be the best game. And, you know, I got... You know, you got the AFC South leaders going up against the team in last place in the uh, AFC West. I told everybody that the Chargers would be better. They just got to definitely get better in the fourth quarter. But I think they got an opportunity here. I, I'm right now, I am riding on the San Diego Chargers. I like this football team. This team gets out to a quick start. The question is, will they be able to hold on to it? Now, remember what's on the other side of the football field for him, Brock Osweiler. Nothing to write the home the mama about there, Cuervo. So when I look at this game, I think we're going to have an entertaining football game here early on. This is an early game. Uh, San Diego Chargers, Houston Texans. I'm right there with you, Sonny. I think this is going to be a good game. Um, this is a game that a lot of people really aren't talking about because you do have Bengals, Ravens today. You do have, yep. uh, you know, got the Bills against the Jaguars. Eh. I mean, it, it could wind up being a good game. And then Kansas City and Denver know, later on tonight. You know, there's not a lot of big games out on the list here today as the, these games should be able to be easily picked. Yeah. Yeah, but I think I think this is gonna. You're right. I think this is gonna be one of the better games. Um, when you think about it, pretty pretty well, pretty good matchup. You know, Rivers versus Osweiler and things like that, and they faced each other last year too. So these quarterbacks are pretty familiar with each other. So um, you know, when when I look at this game, though, Sonny, I think about um, you know Houston on the offensive side. They were hot the beginning of the season and now absolutely they've cooled off big time they've cooled off big time and and you know i'm not saying that they're not good anymore i mean you still got lamar miller doing what he's doing but uh you know i i I think osweiler i don't know why osweiler hasn't hit the four thousand yard passing mark but you got deandre hopkins you've got the kid will fuller the rookie out of Notre dame i mean you've got some weapons down there in houston he should be throwing all over these guys just hasn't happened yet. Yep. And, and you're right. That just kind of shows where maybe John Elway was correct. But I look at this game, and I do. I like what's going to go on. Uh, the 12th uh, Texans, 12th in scoring defense, 5th in total defense. So they got a halfway decent defense even without J.J. Watt. Well, that's all due to uh, Mr. Phillips down there in Houston. Mr. Fix-It. Yeah, Mr. Fix-It, pretty much. So, <laughs> so, 
It, it, this one's gonna be it. It's gonna be. I, I, and I, I'm on San Diego on this all day long, Cuervo. I mean, I, I look at it. I don't even in the fourth quarter when they give it up in the fourth quarter. I don't trust Brock Osweiler to get that touchdown slash uh, field goal, get him in range in order for him to get the win. That's how much I don't trust Brock Osweiler. And I don't blame you. I mean, I mean, I haven't really seen that he can prove that he's a guy that can that can lead his team in, in a fourth quarter comeback or anything like that. Um, you know, going against the Bears doesn't count. Bears. Okay, that, that doesn't count. That's a gimmick. But, you know, since then, I mean, it, it's been one of those, you know, if, if they're losing in the fourth quarter, that's it. It's game. You can call game. Because Osweiler is not the guy that's going to bring you back in the game. But I'm with you, Sonny. I, I, I like San Diego, I guess you can call it an upset. I don't know, but um, since we're both picking it, it's kind of like the majority rules. So, but um, I know most people like Houston in this game. Uh, you and I, though, on the other hand. No, I don't uh, trust my that's why I just don't trust him. I don't blame you. I don't blame you one bit. I really don't. I think this is I, mean, I, I think this is the quarterback that the San Diego Chargers can stop in the fourth quarter. Well, I don't think they're gonna have to, Sonny. I think San Diego's gonna be up in this game anyways. It's just a matter of holding on to the lead and, and I think San Diego can today. I think that I think they'll be able to hold on to the lead. They won't blow it like they have they have you know for the first six weeks of the season. Um, I think they're going to have a lead and they're going to hold on to it and they're going to get the W. Yeah. Should be interesting to see what happens in that one. Whoever I'm going to have you, when you pop off, go ahead and put yourself on mute because I'm getting my background from your, uh, from your thing, so if you can, thank you. I hear that you did. I appreciate that. So both of us on the Texans here to, are on the Chargers over the Texans. Uh, you know, you you've got to be able to maintain the fourth quarter, even though that the Chargers haven't been able to do it. You still got to score, and Brock Osweiler is not a scoring quarterback. That's what hurts them. So next game up on board here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we roll through them. One and nine, San Francisco at Miami, who is six and four quietly have won five games in their, uh, in a row. And why have they done that, Cuervo? Because they're right behind the Patriots in this division. So if you win five in a row, it don't matter. Mm-mm. Nope. It doesn't matter. You're right. So I, I, look at this football, I look at this football game as a, as a, you know, a tale of two teams in reality. Miami's playing well. Uh, San Francisco sucks. Uh, and sometimes you just got to be able to look at the game and say that. I mean, because really in reality, this started at the beginning of the season. There's no question that Colin Kaepernick should have been starting for this football team. I, I don't care. I don't care how bad they were playing in practice, okay? Blaine Gabbert will never be better than Colin Kaepernick. And guess what? He had the opportunity. He gets the attitude because he comes in. I'm not saying that you should always fall to the attitude. I'm just saying sometimes when you look at a season and where it's going, you've got to look and find out where you made the mistake. There's a lot of mistakes that were made here for the San Francisco 49ers with the reason why they're one and nine. And then you throw on the back, you know, off the field or, well, on the field right before the game with what Colin Kaepernick. So you've got a circus that's up in San Francisco. And I'm going to say it. 
The San Francisco 49ers will never be that storied franchise with the current ownership in there because they don't know how to build a football team. And that is one of the problems with this football team. They don't know how to build it. They, they're new owners. They need, they need some kind of help. And I don't know what that help is. Is that a general manager? Is that a real uh, head coach? Because, hey, Chip Kelly has already proven he can't get the job done. And then throw up on the fact that, you know, ownership and general manager, this football team is in total disarray. And the Miami Dolphins, on the other hand, they say, you know what? Screw it. Fire the coach. Boom. Film it. Gone. Now, they're 6-4, and four, second in the East. If it wasn't for the fact that the New England Patriots are as good as they are, um, you know, we would be talking about the Miami Dolphins five-game winning streak. We're not talking about it because it's irrelevant. That having been said, this is a game that they need if they want to stay in contention for the wild card. That's why it's so important here, Cuervo, when you look at today's game. Yeah, absolutely, Sonny. Like I was saying before, I mean, you're fighting for second in that division. You're not catching New England. I'm sorry, but unless – Tom Brady gets suspended another four games, which that may not even matter. But <clears throat> in that division, you're not you're not going to win. You're always fighting for second. So um, I think another big problem in San Francisco, Sonny. Uh, did you by chance watch that Michigan Ohio State game yesterday? Unfortunately, yeah, I did. Yeah, who, who, who's that? Who's that coach up there wearing the wearing the blue with the yellow M? What's that yeah, they're definitely. They're definitely missing somebody, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, you know, until the GM, not even the owner, I think it's the GM, you know, because he, he's got he's got an ego the size of San Francisco. And until he's gone, until they move on from him, it's not going to change, Sonny. Okay? Right. The problem is this guy wants credit for, for, for what? What has he done? Tell me the best draft pick that he's made. Tell me Absolutely. the best trade that he's made. He hasn't done jack squat, but yeah, he wants credit for when the uh, Niners went to the Super Bowl. Dude. Yes. What did, what did you do? Like, I, I don't know. He drafted, you know, offensive line in that probably, excuse me, that probably uh, Jim Harbaugh advised him to draft. Now you're starting to see, man, this, this GM sucks. Yeah, GM really it, sucks. He's not good at all. It, it, it's really bad, and you know, I I don't know how anybody in you know picks the San Francisco 49ers last year, Homer. Mhm. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This this one this one was uh, an easy pick up on. Let's head into the next game here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. As we're going to be looking at all of them, go ahead and mute yourself there real quick there, Cuervo, as I give the introduction. As this one here is going to be one, the Tennessee Titans, 5-6. and six. The Chicago Bears, 2-8. and eight. I really had hopes for this to be a pretty good game. And mainly because I was hoping that maybe the Bears would be better than they are. They're just not. They've lost way, 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 way. In case you didn't know, they lost way, way too much as far as personnel. And I'm sorry, this is a franchise that's defeated. I mean, it's defeated. It was defeated before it went out there. And unfortunately, it starts at the quarterback position. When you look at the quarterback on this football team, you go, Jay Cutler. 
and then the whole city. I've never we've talked about this before, Cuervo. I've never seen a city so disappointed in their quarterback to where they feel like that they need they you know they need hurting. I mean that that I mean this city is sick of Jay uh, Jay Cutler. He's out for the rest of the season. You got your you know got a new quarterback, and it's not the fact that we're making fun of the Chicago Bears. They're just not a good football team, and the Titans are a halfway decent football team. Uh, with the potential of being better than they are, even though they're five and six right now, Cuervo. But I think they improved the six and six today. Next game. Okay, next game up on the board. Got it. I completely understand, and it makes sense <laughs> to me. All right. No, so, no, that no. having been, oh, you want? Oh, you? Oh, you no, want I'll a make, second on I'll it? Make one yeah, All I'll right. Make go one ahead. Comment. If you have DeMarco Murray on your fantasy team, start him. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. All right, next game up on board. I, you know, I was hoping this one would be better. Seattle's going over to Tampa Bay. And, and you want to talk about Dirk Cotter? You got a couple of things. You got Dirk Cotter and you have a sophomore slump, and the Seattle Seahawks are 7-2-1. and one. They're damn good. Um, below – could this be a blowout? I think so. I, not only that, and the reason why, uh, Russell Wilson is healthy, Cuervo, and there's nothing like a healthy uh, Russell Wilson when you're making a play for the playoffs if you're the Seattle Seahawks. Well, actually, I think Tampa Bay can make it a competitive game today. Now Seattle's going to win. But I think, I think the Seahawks, or I'm sorry, the Buccaneers can really make this a close one. I mean, I like what I've seen. Nice win for them last week in Kansas City. It's not easy to go into Arrowhead, Sonny, and and win a football game. So you got to give the you know the Bucks some credit for a nice win last weekend in uh, in Arrowhead. That was a good win for them. Last week, I think I I agree with you. You give them the credit. Yeah, you know, give them that golf clap. You know, a wonderful forum. This is a totally different football team. And I hate this football team with a passion. But I'm going to tell you right now, right now, in the NFC, I don't see anybody. And I'm going to say, you ready for it? I don't see any team in the NFC that can beat this football team. I Yeah, I said it, my Dallas Cowboy fans. I said it. The Dallas Cowboys can't beat this football team right now. And the main reason is they're on the roll. They're back to that championship, you know, type of arrogance. And what I mean by that is, is that guess what? This is a football team all around that is ready to do it and do it right. Seven, two, and one, that embarrassment against the Arizona Cardinals where they ended up with the tie, I think that I think that really shot something into this football team in order for them to be where they are at seven you know, seven, two, and one. Now, granted, they should be eight and two. They should have had no problem with the Arizona Cardinals, regardless. That having been said, they get that tie. And now, the Buccaneers, listen, I, I get it. I understand. But, you know, this defense is going, all you got to do is shut down Mike Evans, and you're done. Is, what are you going to do? You're going to worry about the quarterback position. You're going to worry about the uh, quarterback from from the Buccaneers. It, you know, if you're worried about them, your defense sucks. So I don't think they're even. They're even you know that the term shaking in your boots. They just tie their shoes. They're just going to go up against this guy. You cut down Mike Evans. This game is over. Now, granted, they got a good running game. 
but you're not running against this football team. It's just not happening. So Cuervo, you know, they, they don't have a chance. This, this is going to be a blowout here today. I think, I think Russell Wilson is going to prove a point today. Yeah, you might be right, Sonny. I think it'll be closer. I think we're both on the agreement that Seattle's going to win. I just think it'll be a little more competitive. It'll be closer, but um, yeah, I mean, if, yeah, if you're right, hey, I'll let you know. Huh? I, you told me so, and I'll, and I'll go into the fridge and get some crow and eat it. <laughs> Dirk Cotter and and a sophomore quarterback that is having a sophomore season. You know, say whatever you want about Jameis Winston. You know, sometimes you fall to some of the things that are a norm in the NFL, and that's the sophomore slump. Next game up on board here on the Couch with Tay, the sports show. The Carolina Panthers and Oakland Raiders. This was going to be a good game for a It's not going to be a good game now. As the Carolina Panthers are 4-6. and six. They're fourth in this division. I'm sorry, you can put a you can put a fork in them. I'm sorry, you can. Oakland Raiders eight and two. Where about? Yeah, I, I mean, I I don't see uh, Carolina's defense stopping the nosebleed anytime soon. So I think Derek Carr has, <laughs> has his way. He has his way with this uh, defense. Um, and I think Latarius Murray, you know, being questionable for this game, um, you know, I, I don't see them uh, really needing him, though. I think when you've got guys like Cooper and, and, and Crabtree and, uh, you know, on the outside, I mean, that's all you really need. Um, so, you know, it's it's, uh, it's going to be a rough day to be a Panthers fan. They're going to drop to four and seven. And, uh, you know, I, I think at that point you can you can pretty much count the Panthers out of the playoffs. They don't win today. Yeah, I've already counted them out there, Cuervo. But how about the nice story of Michael Crabtree? Uh, what about Crabtree? Oh, it's a great story. Look where he came from. The 49ers oh, yeah. couldn't get couldn't even get on the field. Now he's their number one. Well, here's the thing. He should have been drafted by the Raiders in the first place. That's true. They should have drafted him when he was a rookie, but... Um, you know, they passed up on him and whatnot, and sometimes it's just one of those things where, like, hey, you're, you're, it's meant for you to be in a certain spot in your career, and, you know, for, for Crabtree, uh, you know, it was, it was in the cards for him to be a Raider, and, and he's having some of the best years of his career over there in the Bay in, in, in Oakland. So good for him. He just him. needs yeah, someone. He needed a real quarterback to throw the football to him. So I think we're on this one too as well. Not much to talk about the Oakland Raiders and Carolina Panthers, and there's not much to talk about the New England Patriots and the Jets. Do you have anything to say about this one, Cuervo? Um, I it's no, in really. New York. Is Gronk, I mean, how healthy is Gronk? I guess that'd be the the big question: is how healthy is he? He's playing. How much he's playing, he play? but Tom Brady's the question mark. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, you're going to see Brady's going to play it, by the third quarter. It'll probably be about thirty-four to ten. Yeah, at that point, you got to put Jimmy in. You have to put Jimmy in. I think if if it gets more than seventeen point lead, you put Jimmy in. It's because you don't want to risk, you know, because the Jets, the Jets for that team, Sonny, that they, they will go out and they will try to hurt Tom Brady. And they will try and they will try to end his season for good. Or they will try to, um, 
you know, put some of these other guys out. I mean, the, 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 the history that you have with the Jets and the Patriots, it wouldn't surprise me, Sonny, if, 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 there's, uh, if there's some headhunting going on today. Oh, you mean like Bounty, but Todd Bowles? I mean, I thought I—I I mean, is Todd Bowles ahead of ahead of that? I mean, is he is he that kind of coach? You think? Uh, you would think you would think he's not, but at the same time, I mean, you, you look at the season that they're having up in New York. Uh, they're pretty frustrated with you know sitting at three and seven, and. I mean, these two teams just don't like each other. So you add all that frustration up, and it could turn into, well, if they're up by 17 and they're still throwing deep, uh, putting, you know, running up the score, in other words, then, yeah, hell yeah, they, they would. That would be a player it. thing, right? Yeah, at that point, I don't think it would be bold telling them, hey, um, you know, take him out. It would be amongst the players. Hey, we need to take his ass out. We need to take him out. I so. think you're right. I think I think you're right. And yeah, it, and it's too bad. Like I said, Todd Bowles should have been the coach of the Buffalo Bills. Made the biggest mistake of his career right there. Seven and three, Kansas City Chiefs. Seven and three, Denver Broncos. They're both in second place because the top ranked. Oakland Raiders are ahead of both of these football teams. This one's going to be a good one, Cuervo. This is the only other good one that I looked up on as far as the, uh, of the schedule here today, Cuervo. This one's going to be enjoyable, and we're going to get to see most of this one on Red Zone. Or, uh, we'll get to see all this game because it's Sunday night football. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be good for a little while, but then I think Denver pulls away. I, oh. I, I, I don't see this. Yeah, I don't think oh. Wow. No Jeremy Macklin and boy, last three weeks, you know, it's shown. Yeah. So I and that's why I don't give Kansas City much of a chance in this game. Wow. This this one I I I don't give I I I think this is really a coin flip. I I mean I look at this game and Denver I, they're seven and three. They're still have a quarterback. Alex Smith is not a great quarterback, but he does what he does best, and that's Andy Reid. This one here, I think coaching is going to overtake the actual talent that's out on the football field because Andy Reid is no dummy. Andy Reid knows what defense is coming at him. Andy Reid's got to figure out the offense in order for it to be successful. And he knows where there, if there's any, in reality, any holes in the defense Cuervo, I, you know, I think Andy Reid's going to figure it out. I, you know, say what you want. And that game, like you said, that loss last week, that one was huge. That one hurt this football team in Arrowhead. They need to get one back within the division. This one's a huge one here today as both of them are, well, they're, they're fighting for second place in this division. And, um, hell, you know, two teams could come out of this division over here uh, fairly easy, Cuervo. Yeah, you're right. So I, think, I think the only way that Kansas City wins this game is if, they're able to put an insurmountable amount of pressure on uh, Simeon, the quarterback. I mean, if they can get him to have, you know, one of the worst games in, in history, I think that'd be the way that Kansas City wins this game. You know, they just have to create turnovers, and, you know, from there, 
Good luck trying to put up points on that Bronco defense. That 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 defense is impressive. I, I I but I like I said I I think good coaching can get this job done. You know, but here's here's the huge point, and I think is because you haven't had time to talk about it. You know, the Broncos coming off of the bye is a huge thing. When, you know, oh, mark mark that mark that when they came off the when they came off of the bye, I, my notes went to the second page. So, you know, so mark that mark, uh, problem when they came off of the bye. Um, this is when they were taking on the Chiefs. So, you know, the, I don't know, Cuervo. I I look at a football team and I've got to see what where the talent is. And I don't the overall talent I think is on Denver. As far as defense is concerned, the offense, I think, is definitely on the other side um, with the Chiefs. And, I mean, we always say it, though. You know, defenses, you know, win football games and championships. And we talk about it. But I I just think Andy Reid, with the fact that they've got this, you know, average at best quarterback, I think he can get the job done. I I I don't I don't know. I I mean, the the only problem that I do have, okay, when I look at this, is injuries as far as the Chiefs are concerned. And I I don't know. Um, they're they're gonna they're gonna be missing some players out on the football field. I think that's gonna be huge for them. You know, it may, mainly Jeremy Macklin. Uh, he's got the groin problem. D Ford with hamstring uh, problem as well. Uh, Marcus Peters with the hip. Uh, you know, it, it may be a problem. So you know, I think you might have sold me to go to the other side on this one. Uh, that, but that game last week, that loss in Kansas City. I you know, I don't know. That I think if if the Chiefs win this game, that that last week's game has got to be that wake up call, Cuervo. Oh, absolutely, Sonny. I mean, I think that's the motivation to say, look, you know, we let one slip away last week. We can't let it happen again. And it's just the challenge of winning in Denver. That's going to be the challenge is going on the road, winning a huge <clears throat> game where Denver's only lost one game this year at home. So yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be the hard part is, is going on the road and winning this game at night. Um, you that's, know, that's another Denver thing. Prime time. Football. Yeah, that's when Denver plays some of their best football. So um, that's that's why I'm not giving the Chiefs much of a chance. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, Tarvin taught me this. Don't go against your first instinct. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with Kansas City Chiefs. I, I you know I I. I I think Andy Reid can get the job done. I'm going to go coaching over talent because they don't have a quarterback. If they, I'm going to tell you right now. I think if Denver had a quarterback, I'm, I have no problem. And I, just something better. And I know they're seven and two. I get it. I understand. But this guy hasn't been anything to write to home. The mama is about the you know second year player of Northwestern. Please spare me. I mean, this is you know this is not what you expect in reality. Uh, from a Denver Bronco football team at the quarterback position, you expect better, and they got to be able to move the ball. Will Kansas City be able to stop it? That's going to be the big question, definitely on uh, Sunday Night Football. So, last game that's up on board here, Cuervo, is Monday Night Football. The Green. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I, I didn't want to cut off a thought there. So the last game that's up on board is Monday Night Football. Green Bay Packers, Philadelphia Eagles. Green Bay four and six. 
shoulders are really, really, really weak up in Green Bay. They go on the road to take on a Philadelphia Eagles football team in Cuervo. This is, uh, you know, they have that wonderful start of the season. And then they, they they get to come to Jesus, come back down to earth kind of thing going on. But the Green Bay Packers have lost four in a row. What's worse? I, I don't I don't know. I mean, and if you listen to everything that's being said, everything's the right things being said. You know, we feel confident on running the table. Um, I, I'm going to tell you, I just don't feel confident in the Green Bay Packers. But I, when I look at it, I don't feel confident at the quarterback position over there for the Eagles. I mean, you can say whatever you want, and it's been a great story all year long for the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, if you have a rookie quarterback that joins your football team and he gets you to 5-5 five and five after 10 games, you got to be as happy as pig and slop. But the last five games – have not been any, have not been impressive in reality for uh, on any stretch, whether it's the quarterback or the defense in reality for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, Sonny, and, and you know Carson Wentz is starting to look like a rookie. You know, I mean, he didn't look yes. like a rookie at the beginning. I mean, he was he was uh, he was making some things happen. He was he was he was playing like a vet, and, yep. and now now he looks like a rookie again. I mean, he's he's making all kinds of mistakes, turning the ball over. And um, but I think I think he bounces back. I mean, look at Green Bay's defense, Sonny. It's it's not very good. No. It is horrible. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. It, it's bad. It it, it is so bad. I'm gonna tell you. I you know, and, and this goes back uh, as far as when oh, they were terrible. It, yeah, Crazy yeah, knucklehead of terrible. It, it is a terrible secondary, and yet again. The Green Bay Packers for the rest of the season are going to put more weight on the back and shoulders of their quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, I just think he's tired physically and mentally, probably mentally. It's like, Jesus, what do I got to do? I throw for three touchdowns, 325 yards. That's a winning quarterback play. And, and that's got to get to him. I mean, it's, and I think that's part of it too. But when you got a defense that can't stop, I'm right there with you, Cuervo. I, I don't know if it's a bounce back game as far as Carson Wentz is concerned, but it definitely, you know, you have an opportunity to go back to what you did in the first four games. And during the first four games, he had a passer rating of 103.5. Over the last six, he came back down to earth at 72.3 as quarterback. Um, in the first four games, I mean, this is a guy through seven touchdowns and only one interception. Last six games, four touchdowns, six interceptions. This is a game that they have got to come back and, we get back to week one through four for this Philadelphia Eagles uh, team to get the victory. I don't feel, I, I just, I don't know what it is about it is even, even with the defense as being as bad as it is in green Bay. Okay. I think they can get some stops against the rookie. That's the, I, I, I think I should have my head exam. I'm going green Bay. I think that they can make some stops and they don't, they don't have to do it a lot. I think, I think Aaron Rodgers can score on anybody. Um, but uh, all they need is, I think they need about three really good stops. They could, you know, it, it throughout this football game in order for him to get the win. I'm going to, I'm going to hang on Aaron Rodgers here. I've got a, you know, a, he's Superman in my opinion. I mean, he gets the job done, I think. And uh, up there in 
in Philadelphia. So you have the Eagles in this one? I do, Sonny. Uh, you know, if, if this game was in Green Bay, I might go with you and say the Packers can bounce back and win this game. Uh, however, I just not, – not on the road. I, I don't see Green Bay winning this game on the road. And just as much as – as much struggles as they've had, um, you know, I, I just don't see them being able to win a game on the road like this. So uh, I'm going to pick the Eagles um, by the swimsuit margins. I think they win by like two to three points, somewhere around there. But but I think they win. Well, one of the good things for Green Bay, they get Demaris Randall back, okay? He was limited on Friday, which puts him as questionable for Monday's game. So I think that will be huge if they could get that guy back on the defensive side of the ball in reality. I think that could be really, really help them out in reality. They, he's missed the last five games because of groin injury. Uh, Sam Shields is also um, the rest of the season on injured reserve with combination of an injury and a concussion. Um, so one of the things that I look at, just take a look at, you know, the Redskins and what Kirk Cousins, you know, and the Titans of Mariota did, they took advantage of a depleted secondary. Um, but I just don't think that when you look at those guys, Marcus Mariota, Kirk Cousins, you know, Carson Wentz, good quarterback. He's neither one of those. All right. So that's my only worry about in this game. So I don't think there's good enough play at the quarterback position right now. Hey, if Carson Wentz came in here on maybe a, a, a two game winning streak, you know, and played well in the last three, I think I'd go ahead and pick him. But he hasn't. He hasn't, he, you know, obviously streaks start somewhere. Um, and I get that. But a rookie quarterback, I just, I don't know if I, I, this is one that, that really has has me bothered as far as who am I going to pick because, you know, the Packers gave up 47 points to Tennessee in week number 10 and 42 more against Washington. I mean, so – and here's another thing. Green Bay hasn't allowed, you know, back-to-back 40-point scores since 1953, Okay. You know, that that's a stat that stands out big time when you're looking at a defense that, you know, hey, the Green Bay Packers have not been known for their defense, Cuervo. In reality, obviously, it's about their quarterback position. Mm-hmm. It is. And, you know, I mean, you know, with both of these quarterbacks, I mean, they, they, they started hot, and now it's just kind of like, are these even the same guys that we were watching in the beginning of the season? It's the same. Absolutely. Are you sure it's not like somebody else? You know, did somebody like steal their uniform and, and now they're posing to be Aaron Rodgers and Carson Wentz? Or, or are these the same guys that we've been watching? Like, what's going on here? And, you know, it's it's been a struggle for both of these teams. And, you know, I think whoever wins tomorrow's game, it gives their team a really good opportunity to – to finish the season strong and really and, and give themselves a chance to make a playoff push. I mean, even the Eagles at five and five. I, I, yeah, I was going to say I think that it's more important for them to win because I I don't I don't know I just don't think that they I, I when you think about what's going on as far as the Packers are concerned and where they are okay th- this record is horrible and, and the secondary is beat up uh, they're going to get some guys back but will it be in enough time because you, you look at the you look at a division as such as the NFC North it should be wide open and it is I mean because you you don't trust Detroit. 
to to continue doing what they do. Sooner or later, they're going to lose some football games. Uh, so, and Minnesota, I, I I haven't been I haven't been on that bandwagon since they lost Teddy Bridgewater. And then when they lost Adrian Peterson, although he could be back, um, I still even with Adrian Peterson back, I just don't feel good about this football team. Um, you know moving forward as far as the Minnesota Vikings. But, I mean, listen to listen to this, okay? The Green Bay Packers, they have Philly this week. Next week, they got Houston, leader of the AFC uh, South. Then they have Seattle, leader of the NFC West, okay? They get the break with Chicago, okay? But then they're right back with it with Minnesota. That will be a dogfight. And then they end with, right now, the NFC North, uh, you know, leading – Detroit Lions. So three of their last five games are going to go against teams that are leading their division currently right now. That That's a brutal schedule regardless. It is. It is. But, you know, I mean, we've, we've seen the Packers do it in the past, you know, where they've gone through that brutal schedule and they've came out, you know, to beat up a little bit, but they, they've made it. And they got to the playoffs and they got to the postseason. It's just, do they win the division, Cuervo? No. I don't think they do either. And I'm not saying it because I'm a Packer hater. I'm saying it because the way way things have played out this year Mm -hmm. for the Green Bay Packers with all these things about, you know, uh, the way that the team has been looking at Aaron Rodgers and, and, you know, do they still get along with him, all all these different things, it's like – it may not seem like a big deal, but man, team chemistry, Sonny. I mean, how important is it to have? That? Oh God, yeah, without question. But the Green Bay Packers remind me of the Ra- uh, the Ravens of last year. Just injuries after injuries after injuries after injuries. That's every year, I mean, though. yeah, the, exactly. And this is the year where they just couldn't do what Packer Backer said. Next guy up, they're just not getting the job done. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, you can only do that for so long, Sonny, before. It gets to the point where, you know, if you don't have your star players out there, you don't have your 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 big guys. Um, it's just, I mean, you can only ask backups to do so much. Yeah. And, and then the Packers have made some changes in, in in personnel and whatnot. I mean, and guys just get older. I mean, Clay Matthews has been hurt this year. Um, you know, Julius Peppers has had his share of injuries. Yeah, he's um, Jordan done. Nelson. Randall Cobb. I mean, all these guys yep. are just beat up, Sonny. And, and they're beat know, up every year, Cuervo. That's the point of what you said. Every year they talk about the next guy up. It seems to be the same guys over and over that are beat up. And guess what? The second guy that has to take a step up. Now this year, they're just not as good. I mean, they weren't good in the first place, even with the starters. But, man, it's a big difference when you don't have Clay Matthews out on the football field. Yeah. I mean, dare I say, Sonny, and maybe it's – Maybe it's time to start over up in Green Bay. Uh, that, that's, if, that's if that football team decides that winning's important enough. And that means – and we always talk about this. If it's important enough, you'll spend the money. And Green Bay just doesn't do it. Now, they did it with Aaron Rodgers. Granted, I mean, you do that with a quarterback. But this is a football team that traditionally does not spend a lot of money on its football players. And that comes from the well, fact of the type of ownership it is. Well, and not just that, but, you know, it's like I mentioned last week where they really – they're not big on free agents. I mean, they, nope. they build their teams through the draft, and, and, and they develop guys. And, you know, it's just – it's 
to the point where they haven't really been hitting on guys lately. They haven't really been I hitting on, on draft picks. It's just not yep. happening. And the guys that they that they have hit on, they're either injured or you know something else happens and they're just not. It's just not panning out. So, um, it's it you know, I, I don't want to say they should make a different approach, but it's just you know sometimes you just hit that that you know time of you know a period of bad luck and things aren't working out. So I think you know for the Packers, you know, like I said, maybe clean house, maybe start getting rid of some guys and, and continue to build through the draft. Yeah. Yep. It, it is that. I think that's where it's at. All right, Cuervo. Hey, I, I do have to bail. We did pretty good here to get through these games, but then again, there were some games that we didn't need to really talk about. That having yeah. been said, I'm going to have to bail here as I got the a traditional, hey, can you come in a little early kind of thing. So uh, at least we got two and a half hours out of it, my friend. Hey, we did it, though, Sonny. We talked about all the games, including Monday Night Football. So um, we got all the picks. And by the way, I don't know if you caught on to it, but uh, I'm picking the upset today. I, I'm picking 49ers to beat Miami. Wow. I, I went, yeah, we didn't even pick that one. I, I'm going Miami. See if they can roll on it. So that's going to do it for us here on that being said. Of course, that is the Couch Potato Sports Show. Hope everybody has a good week. Get with us on Tuesday. Wow, that one hit loud. Get with us on Tuesday as the Rowlett Eagles Varsity uh, basketball team is in action against Pope Paul II High School, live from Rowlett High School in Rowlett, Texas. And then Friday. We'll also be on the year with more Rowlett Eagles varsity football or basketball action here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and your Rowlett Eagles radio network and NFL radio network. We're out of here, everybody. Have a good one. Bye-bye.